you really could be doing more for this city. Your family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. Because I'm Batman! everybody to back in my day my name is david petrangelo and this week the not so stereotypical millennials will be talking about the batman <laughs> everyone's doing like a flying motion on the video that's <laughs> apparently batman's very popular for flying i didn't i didn't know that was a thing <laughs> all right this week i'm lucky enough to be joined by michael r power ian walter and we are once again, lucky enough, all three of us, we, it's, guys, it's just, it's an abundance of riches, you know? I mean, I, I, it's happening again. It's happening again. Lauren Romo, welcome back mm -hmm. to the show. Well, this time, I actually invited myself to this Batman party, so. <laughs> well, you're I welcome, appreciate you letting me. Right. I was, yeah, exactly. I appreciate it's you letting me come invite. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. coming back. I, I love talking to you guys, so I'm very excited to talk about this movie, which I, I'm very excited to hear everybody's thoughts and uh, how we how we felt about this movie. It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be really good. Yeah, yeah. I think this is um, this is one of the uh, first movies that I've gone to see in the last few years that mm -hmm. I uh, I really wanted to make sure I went to the theater to see it. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to go to the theater. I saw Spider Man a few weeks ago, and then this one I went uh, in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, and it had a nice light crowd and a nice, nice big screen and maybe ten other people in the theater. I was like, yes, this is perfect, awesome. Um, Okay, so we are going to give first brief thoughts of the Batman, and uh, that'll be spoiler-free, and then we'll pretty much go right into it. We're going to break it down character by character and, you know, key scenes and, and moments here and there. So, to get started, Lauren, what did mm -hmm. you think of the Batman? I mean, overall, it was good. I mean, I it I think it, it led up to what I felt it was going to be, like how how the promotion was how the trailers kind of gave you this kind of darker tone i think the movie was that and more um i the thing that really caught me was the music i mean the music was outstanding in this film like the score was fantastic michael uh, i think it's michael Cacino that did it amazing like it was just really really just well done well shot like again scenes that we saw in the trailer and more were just like perfect to me um i think the characters overall like each actor like amazing like they everybody i think brought their a game into this movie and just absolutely like just killed it in every scene that anybody was in so yeah i mean without obviously going into big spoilers like it was it was what i wanted it to be um, is what I was hoping it, it would be, and it, it lived up to my hype, for sure. I loved it. Loved the movie. Mr. Ian Walter. All right. We got a three. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm scared. <laughs> we got What's a, coming? <laughs> we got a three-hour epic from our boy Matt Reeves, you know? He yeah, directed yeah. the uh, two of the three Planet of the Apes trilogy. Uh, he he's on his way to making another epic trilogy, I think, with the the Batman. I, I really want to see more uh, from what he has done here with this one film. I think he's built one of the most impressive Gotham's, like in look and feel and everything that that we've gotten to date. 
Um, so in a lot of ways, I respect what Tim Burton did with, you know, 1989, bringing Gotham to life and making it feel like a comic book. This way is a bit more gritty, a little grounded version of that, but still uh, feels like very much like Gotham as opposed to being filmed in Chicago or New York. You know what I mean? So it does have its own feel that way. So the Batman came to life. I think this is probably the most Batman film that we've gotten today like it's it's pure batman batman in his purest form maybe not in all iterations you find him in the comics but certainly some of the most popular uh like you know portrayals of the character and uh a lot of uh sort of frank miller vibes i get when i when i watch this i get the same sort of vibes from what frank miller did with the character um but you know on a big screen as opposed to on a comic book page so I love the movie, and uh, it earned every minute of its runtime. And I thought all of the actors crushed their roles in what felt like an ensemble cast. It was really good. All right, Michael, our power. All right, I'm keeping the love fest going. I, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I for one, Batman is not my favorite superhero. I think that's Spider Man, and I tend to more like the Marvel heroes. But for some reason, Batman movies are my favorite of the superhero movies. And my favorite superhero movie of all time is The Dark Knight. And um, so, and the wife, wife power also loves Batman movies. So we had to get to the theater. We had to get a babysitter, which we did. And we made it to the theater, you know, which we rarely do. We saw this movie and we both absolutely loved it. And we just debated the whole car ride home. Is this the best Batman movie we've ever seen? Like, is it better than The Dark Knight? You know, so... Across the board, it's excellent. I think um, I have one critique of it, which is that it's a little bit derivative of movies that have come before it. It's it, There's a lot of, you know, every other Batman series felt like a new fresh take where this feels like more like they take all the best things from other movies and make a really good Batman movie out of it. So for that reason alone i don't think it knocks off the dark knight but it comes probably second as my second favorite batman movie ever so it's a fantastic movie still five out of five ten out of ten um it's like seven meets the dark knight that's how i would describe it that's really what the movie is and um but that that formula makes a great batman movie and we finally got to see batman as the world's uh, greatest detective that's the one thing it brings new To the franchise that we haven't seen before in Batman movies. Until a certain point until a certain point, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. And I know what we're talking about. That's it's yeah. it, it's a fair um it's a fair criticism, but I think that's more of a you know, on the writing. More of a gag like, than it is. Yeah, than, than yeah. it is like, you know, at least they at least they no other movie Dark Knight did a little bit, a little bit of detective work, but no other Batman movie has leaned into the detective aspect detective uh, comics yeah right like james no one gordon, has leaned into the detective uh, comics part yeah J- james gordon or jim gordon is the you know morgan freeman character in seven in the buddy cop sort of movie and yep. that is i think it was a really really good angle to take and yeah so i love the movie I, I thought it was great all right um i have a brief mike you're gonna uh, this is again i every time i do this i've done this mike this is for you so you'll know what what this is referring to okay and you'll and you'll have to uh and you'll have to uh chime in when i'm finished doing my little uh my little sentence here so this week i went to the movie theater to watch a film where a superhero realizes until it's too late that he's played a major role in the way his city has been shaped 
and in the end realizes he needs to change his tone and approach to better help the people around him. But enough about Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's talk about the Batman. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> it's, a a stretch. it's a bit of a stretch, but it was somewhat similar. And I saw these movies within like a week and a half of each other. So I love it. Really you fun. know, I've been drawing my comparisons between Spider-Man and Batman all year. So uh, I'm loving that. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so it's a sort of a silly way of, of getting into it, but, uh, I, this could be, I, I, I'll, we'll get into the reason we get into more details of, of spoilers of the movie, but this is probably higher than the dark Knight for me, this movie. I think, I, I think that, um, the dark Knight. I, when I, when I kept thinking about it, we've been having the same discussion over the last 48 hours as well in this house and sort of trying to figure out if it is the best one or why we like this over other aspects or what was the really high point, what was a really low point, all of those types of things that you would do. And, and I keep trying to think like, why, why is this potentially, I'll see it again in a couple times, you know, everyone, I think by at this point, seen a dark Knight at least a dozen times, right? It's just one of those ones that's so easy to go back to because it's such a great movie. And I do think, though, that one of the main reasons why I keep going back to it is strictly because of Heath Ledger and the Joker. It's not really about the other stuff in that movie. I mean, I want to see him. I want to see his scenes. I want to see him kill it every single time that he has a word on, from that script. And in this, I don't necessarily need to see Robert Pattinson. I don't necessarily need to see Riddler or Catwoman be the only standout because I don't think there is one character that is like by far the standout in this. And I think that's why it works really well and why they're able to stretch it to probably a movie that is a little too long, but it works because every single character really fleshes it out. And like it's already been said before, do such a great job with the characters and the acting is, is great. So I think the Batman potentially, again, I'll have to watch it a few more times to solidify this choice. But for me, it is most likely seeming to be my favorite Batman, live action Batman movie um, ever. So that's, I love it. I thought it was amazing. So we can break it all down. Let's let's get into the details. I guess we're done. We don't got any criticism, so we're done in the episode. Okay, well, thanks, everybody. Wrapping that was it up. Fun. Wrapping um, it up. Lauren, I know you're really excited, but we, we that's it. We reached it. We're done. Let's go. Good over. stuff. It was a good time. It took uh, a total of about 10 minutes compared to the movie that is three hours long. Um, okay, so we're all so, pretty much in agreement. That's kind of rare on this show, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's sign of a truly good movie. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, if we say so, then it's got to be good, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's uh, let's break it down character by character. Ian had that suggestion that it's a pretty good way of covering things. Um, Ian, where do you want to start? Who do, who do you want to start with? Um, well, it's funny. So I don't know how you guys felt about the opening. I thought it was really cool. Did you guys clue in immediately that we're you know it looks like the Riddler's kind of scoping out the scene. We're not really sure what's going on with the the mayor because it kind of looked like they were trying to do a Batman origin story again. I, another thought, good... yeah. I yeah. thought it was either Batman watching someone or right. it was someone watching Batman when he was a kid. It was one so, or the other. I couldn't quite figure it out. So I thought, I thought it was going to be Catwoman who was going to do like a little burglary mm. on, on the, and, and I didn't know if they were going to try and set up the whole like Bruce Wayne, you know, becoming Batman thing, but I'm, I'm actually really glad that they didn't like just to yeah. mention that up top. Like, I'm glad that, you know, we all know Batman's origin story. You don't need to waste another 10 minutes, 
in an already you know three-hour movie uh talking about the the pearls and the the movie theater and you know is it joker who who, who is it <laughs> is it nobody that uh, does it but anyways so they you know we we get that kind of brief glimpse at the overall villain of the movie but ultimately we're setting up with the batman so maybe we should start with him because it, yeah. he's really narrating this sort of uh where we're at in gotham city and where he's at in his career and how he's sort of striking fears in the hearts of uh, criminals everywhere in Gotham. So I really dug the narration part of this. I really liked Robert Pattinson's version of Batman. And I think he heavily plays into sort of the Batman persona, which I think is the point. And I think like if we are moving into sort of a second and maybe third movie to cap off a trilogy, we're going to see some more Bruce Wayne come out and and as he kind of progresses through this movie, I think he realizes he needs to work on his social skills. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do think he, uh, Robert Pattinson crushed it as a, sort of a brooding, uh, angsty Bruce Wayne who's just been dealing with the death of his parents for his entire life, and he's got all this money. He doesn't really know what to do with it, and he's he's just become this like menacing vigilante. At night. But but does he have money? Because apparently his dad gave the city a billion dollars. So I know that they're <laughs> supposed to have more money than that, but that's a lot to give away. That you know ends up going to the bad guys. Um, I mm. I tried to stay away from like reviews and and critiques and stuff of the movie, uh, but I did I, until we recorded because I, I didn't want it to like shape what I was thinking or any of that. So I don't really know what the general consensus is out there at the moment. But uh, but I did see there was a little bit of criticism over the voiceover of it being like unnecessary and all that. But I actually thought that the voiceover, they could have had more of it. Because to me, the way that it was written, the way that it was structured at the beginning and, and at the end, especially at the beginning, is almost like the narration uh, quotes that you see in comic books. You know, mm. it sets the scene for you. So I was picturing... The little square box on the top left corner of of the page explaining what issue one of the Batman was. And to me, that's why it worked. And it wasn't too long. You know, it was like three or four minutes, maybe five or something, and really shows how, you know, he's going for the fear factor hmm. sort of idea. And to me, that that really works. So I, th I like the way they set the tone. I, that's I, I agree with you. I, I think that was great. See, did, did I you... was... I was going to do you one better and say, give yeah. me like Max Payne vibes. Like, you know how he's oh, constantly yes. talking, talking through the story. And it's just like, I, I would have loved to get that at every stage of the, like the investigation. Or yeah. Well, and in Max Payne, they, they show it as a comic book page as well. And they have exactly. their text yeah. up and everything. Yeah. Oh, I love that game. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lauren, what would you think about, um, about uh, sort of how it set the tone and, and sort of where it went in the first little bit with, uh, with Batman? Yeah, I, I think they set it up to where you get this very different Batman, just like, you know, you guys have been talking about that he is this guy that has been dealing with a lot of stuff since his parents' death. And he's not that flashy Bruce Wayne, you know, uh, playboy billionaire. You know, he's this kid that is out for vengeance. That's why he calls himself vengeance. He doesn't call himself Batman. He calls himself vengeance, which I love. And then. Obviously, at the end, we know like it kind of shifts in his mind to like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. So, Robert Pattinson did such a good job as Batman. Like, I think it's probably I know we were talking about earlier about like favorite movies. I think I liked. It's hard because again, I, I agree with all of you. Like, Dark Knight is up there for me, but like you were talking about, David, like 
it was because of Heath Ledger. Like that movie, not that Christian Bale wasn't great in that movie either, but like Heath Ledger, like put that movie on a pedestal, like for me. Absolutely. But this, that, that's but what this, everyone automatically thinks right. of, right? They think of that character. Right. Yeah. Right. But this movie, I think it is like just overall well played by everybody. But I think what they did, what Robert Pattinson did with the Batman is just, it's, it's a different, it was kind of like a different take. Like, um, like Ian was talking about that it was, it was more brooding. He was more, just very like more angst, more angry, not just typical like Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Like he was the Batman. Like that was his persona. Like I loved in the beginning where he talks about that he's a nocturnal animal now. Like he there's that scene where like he goes up and talks to Alfred and he has to put sunglasses on because he's like out in the night all the time now, like for two years. And that's what I loved about this is that we didn't get that origin story. Right. It wasn't that set up we're already two years deep into this whole venture with him, which I love. Like, and I remember before this movie, I remember like listening to Matt Reeves, they have conversations and interviews a little bit, uh, especially when during the DC fandom. And he talked about that, like how this isn't going to be like an origin story. This is going to be like, this is year two. He's already deep into it. Like, this is what he wants to do. And that voiceover stuff. I loved it too. Like I love like the setup because it gave you more of the, okay, it gave you more of the depth of what's going on in Gotham. And then Gotham even as a whole, as like a character was great. This is probably one of the best Gothams for me. So like you get that feeling of how like desperate he is to save the city because of how like bad it is out there. So I, I loved it. I loved the whole beginning of like him being Batman and like the narration and everything. It was perfect. Like it was just beautifully done. Yeah, and you and you get into that first um, crime scene pretty quickly, and yeah. it's and it's intense, right? Yeah. And I think Mike, like like you were saying, it's it's very much the detective part of Batman makes makes this really feel like I, I think everyone used dark and gritty in the Nolan trilogy usually as, as like a descriptor and I think down this, on it for this movie. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that's what everyone sort of yeah. went to is saying that it's gritty and it's dark. And like, yes, this movie is very dark and at times probably a little too dark in yeah. some ways, but it's borderline but, R rated in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, okay. I so wouldn't that's be the surprised thing. if that's, if that was like going to be the case. Like I really thought Matt Reeves was going for like as close to R rated as he probably could. It to be was, it, it was, it it's rated way. PG here. PG. There oh, wow. was, Oh, there wow. was a there was a couple of parents. It, it, this is the this is like the main downside to this movie that has nothing to the, to do with this movie. There was very <laughs> few people in the theater, like I said, but there was a couple of kids in here, like probably at least like four or five kids that came with their parents because it's you know kids are off from school this week currently where we are, and I don't understand why you would bring like a seven year old to this movie. What is what do you? What like what are you doing? <laughs> this is crazy. I would never right. show this, especially right. the way it starts. Like, why would you? I you can't expect a scene like that. I understand that, but also like it's intense and it's it's realism. I think mm -hmm. so. What I'm getting at is that I think dark and gritty was what they used for the Nolan films as like mm -hmm. a like a descriptor. I think a, a lot of people, including probably us, would use that as sort of a way to describe them. But this feels more grounded and more real. Yeah. And I think I, a lot of that comes out when you're in that scene, when they're investigating the murders, yeah. uh, especially I, that first one. I was listening to uh, Kevin Smith uh, the other day when he was like, they were kind of talking about this movie and he brought something up that I, if, I don't know if a friend of his or he saw on Twitter where someone 
had this analogy of like the Nolan trilogy was like Batman in our world, right? Because it was Chicago. Like obviously they shot in Chicago, but Gotham was like more that way, right? Gotham was kind of shiny, not really dark. So it was like Batman in our world. Whereas what what they said was like Matt Reeves brought the world of Batman to screen. So like it was that darker, grittier Gotham that I think we see in the comics, we see in animated movies, and we get that darker, grittier kind of Batman in year two, which I love seeing, like like I said, like I love seeing him kind of this way because you, I think it's more of a realistic story for him. Like as far as being like Bruce Wayne slash Batman, like he is, you know, he is way more into being this vigilante guy right now than anything like he could give a crap about like i mean as we know he doesn't care about the the you know the foundation or anything like that the uh mayor real like even talked to him about that later on in the movie so like i i loved how they just went straight for it and said you know what we're not gonna do the origin stuff we're doing going straight into him being batman for like two years i love yeah, that that's that a good point and like I said, like we, we maybe didn't need the origin, but you also you want to see him go through some trials and tribulations. You don't want him mm-hmm. to be a fully fledged Batman that doesn't need any growth or anything like that. Right. Um, at the same time, with the Nolan's trilogy, it yeah, like obviously he hit the peak with the Dark Knight, but it felt like he was advancing really quickly to like the, right. the finish line. You know what I mean? Yes. So it seems like here they're taking their time with it. We We might be able to sort of build a batman cinematic universe off of this trilogy really if you think about it like you know when you hear the rumors of series and spin-offs that they're going to do that are connected to this film it it really does make you think that there's a longevity to this this version of batman Mm -hmm. yeah yeah mike what did you what did you think of uh i mean there's there's still more to get into other than just sort of the tone and how it starts but but what did you think yeah i just want to throw in Talking about Robert Pattinson, I think he's the best best Batman. The Heath is the best Batman. Like I was like, I can't believe it, but the shiny vampire dude is the best Batman. <laughs> like the sparkly vampire guy is the best. He is like every other Batman. There's critiques about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't do the stupid Christian Bale voice, which is very, which is is actually kind of annoying after three movies. His voice <laughs> is perfect. The only thing about the narration, the narration, I agree, Dave. It reminds me of comic books. The problem is this movie comes out after the Lego Batman movie, which if you've seen that movie, it (laughs) starts and it's like, it's like Gotham, darkness, dead parents. You know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) it's like they've taken the piss out of the narration already. So to have it in the movie is in it very seriously. It's like, it's just like, I can't take it seriously anymore because like the Lego Batman movie, like completely took the piss out of it. Lego (laughs) Batman movie is top three Batman movie. Like it just is. It's it's this Dark Knight and that. That movie is just incredible. I can't remember exactly, but the final like model voiceover monologue in this movie is actually like, it's kind of laughably bad. I forget what it is. It's not great. It's not great. It just just had Lego Batman vibes to it. And I was just like, (laughs) they're never going to escape that. They're never going to be able to do the voiceover without me like laughing at it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But um, but but he's the best Batman, and I think they should stick with. I think they should stick in this movie, which they did, with like the eighty twenty rule of like I just want to see him Batman eighty percent of the time, maybe Bruce Wayne twenty percent mm-hmm. or less. Like he's there's mm-hmm. there's always way too much Bruce Wayne. Honestly, Bruce Wayne not that interesting of a character. Batman is who I want to see. I want to see him solving crimes, punching bad guys in the mouth, being darkness. Like 
Think about the best being the, darkness. Being vengeance, <laughs> being darkness. Think about one of the best <laughs> versions of Batman that we all remember, the Batman animated series. Like how much is he Bruce Wayne mm. in that series, right? Like yeah, once yeah. once every few episodes, probably. Yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. that's yeah. pretty brief. How you should model it off of, right? Like yeah. he's just he's just a uh, privileged billionaire. Like come yeah. on, like we want to see him as Batman. You know what I mean? Well, you, so, you make a good point, Mike, but I, th- I think as we progress, we will see some some sort of progression in the Bruce Wayne persona, like as him wearing Bruce Wayne as a mask for Batman, yes, really, yeah. is what he's going to yeah. be doing. But I think you're right. I think like the more time they spend with Batman, the the more it will pay I mean, off. They say it in the movie, you know, Batman, like his mask is when he's Bruce Wayne and Batman yeah. is his true self. So you got to yeah. you got to do the 80-20. You got to get me most majority the time he's batman that's what that's really yeah. what i want for a batman movie you know if there's a batman movie where it was like he was bruce wayne half the time it would be you know and the nolan movies tip do dangerously tip into him being bruce wayne a bit too much oh yeah a decent life. amount that's where batman begins like well yeah, yeah like, i mean they really go for the origin yeah. stuff there so I, I guess that's why so my question is there's there's a decent amount of or there's there's not a decent amount of tech in this movie but the main tech thing is the cool little uh, lenses? Oh, those are cool. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought that was I so cool, it. and it and it gives you such a good scene between him and Selena Kyle when she wears it. So it it's yeah. just I like how he's not the only one. And and what I realized when they when he first takes it off and replays the footage at the uh, I don't know if it's a bat cave or it's or if it's a bat abandoned subway. I don't know whatever it is, but um, the fact that like it sort of gives you a reason as to why he just stands there and looks around the scene when he's in a crime scene, right? Because he's this quiet brooding guy that doesn't say anything. And he's just like staring at this bat or he's staring (laughs) at this thing on the floor and he's doing it so he can look back and record it. And it's like, Oh, well that completely makes sense. That's never been explained. It's just, Oh, he's just this big guy in a bat suit that's staring at shit. No wonder the cops are, you know, pissed at him for just sort of getting in the way. Uh, which is also a funny thing in that first scene where he's like, uh, excuse me, um, excuse me. And he still, like scoots by him a little bit. As and he doesn't even move. Like he just stands right there. <laughs> as ridiculous um, as it is having Batman like in a crime suit with cops around him. Like that's shown yeah. in the comics so many times. So like yeah. you just have to like, you know, it's just, it's, it was awesome to see actually him like. like oh, I loved it. On yeah. crime scenes and working with uh, Jim Gordon, like. Yeah, that's that's the one thing they brought really new to the story, I thought. Yeah, and I really like how they introduce the first time that he goes into that first crime scene. You are in his perspective at first when you're walking through the hallway. So you're taller than everybody else, or at least it seems that way. All the cops are staring at you or staring at Mm -hmm. him. And then the second someone says, whoa, 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 you can't come in here, then it sort of zooms out and shows you the whole picture. But I thought that was brilliant, too, because it really gets you in his... I mean, it literally gets you in his perspective, and I thought that was a great yeah. way to set it up as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think where like, his everything was good. The directing overall yeah. was amazing. I just yes. Before we get yeah. You, yeah, you make a good point about the tech. It seems like it's achievable tech, and it makes sense because he's yeah. got resources, money, and resources to he would have the leading. He would have access to the the leading or cutting edge technology, yeah. right? So yeah, but it's not it over makes... the top as well. Like some yeah. of the other movies, it's just like, oh, he's got everything because he just can. It doesn't. It doesn't feel that way. It seems like that is the only sort of out there type of technology that we could not replicate today. Well, and that impenetrable suit, which is quite oh, well, impressive sure, as well. Sure. But, uh, I, right. I classic did, Batman, so. but I really did love, even though it, it was classic Batman, like just the whole coming out of the shadows. He Maybe he's not in every shadow, but he makes every criminal 
quite oh, a lot. Oh, I love and, that. And, that and, so and then when good. he finally does like take on the first set of goons in the film, it's like he does seem like this unstoppable force of nature, like slowly yeah. moving his way through from bad guy to bad guy. And it's just like, yeah, bullets, nothing, nothing really matters. He's going to get the job done. And he's vengeance, and that'll come yeah. into it and, and play into the whole ending of it all. But but it it was like just a really cool way to set him up as this vigilante who still has work to do. He still has yeah. growth in like that he needs to do in order to mm-hmm. become the Batman that we you know want to see through the rest of this trilogy. It's really cool. I love how you can hear his boots. Like I like like that's like the that very first scene of like those, the, all those goons and you just hear the footsteps and then all of the sound design then, was incredible. Oh God. The sound was so yeah. good. And that's, that's actually a good really point. Good. I, I, I forgot about that, that later in the movie and because it's such a long movie, you sort of, they have lots of chances to sort of do the boot sound effect thing. Yes, yes. Like late in the movie, it's pretty quiet. And then one of the, one of the bad guys is sort of looking around and you don't know what he's looking at. And then after about two seconds, you start hearing the boots get louder and louder. And you're like, oh, shit, yeah. he's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because so they've good. done it three times already before that. Yeah. And you're like, yes, he's coming to beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Which, I, I know- in this movie, he beats the shit out of people. Like, that's yeah. like he really goes for it. And, and that's very, like, video. That's very video game, too. Like, if you played, and you guys probably have played, like, yep. uh, Batman the Arkham, Arkham games. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, that's very, very like that. But I like that t- to go to the tech talk again. Like, I like how he was like he was like tinkering with the car, right? It was like we were saying, it wasn't it wasn't just that he was given it like that's how the car showed up or anything like that. In previous like movies, like he's building this thing for like with his own hands, which I thought was very, very cool. And mm-hmm. like we were talking about, like the tech wasn't like super out of like reality, like the the, the lenses was cool. Again, like the suit, like the impenetrable suit, like, okay, like I, I can buy that though. Cause that's Batman, right? Like that's just, that's part of the character and everything like that. And it made some, it made for some really good scenes of just, I mean, that hallway scene of him just walking oh. and then just fighting. That's just, oh, yeah, that's a good, good hallway that. scene, don't we? That, yeah, I mean, the guy, right. That's I mean, been done before, the, but it was good. Yeah. Was and so and the guy that did Rogue One did this movie, I, I, uh, right. if I'm not but mistaken. The so cool the thing is, not that yeah. Daredevil invented hallway scenes, but it definitely had an iconic one. But I really mm-hmm. do yes. feel like the Daredevil series was inspired by Batman in a lot of ways. So it's like That's a good you, point, you yeah. get a lot of Batman flavor in the grittiness of the Netflix Daredevil series. So that hallway scene felt like a very Batman thing. And then now we're getting it. But there's a hallway movie. scene. There's also a hallway scene where the gunfire is the lighting in the Nolan. That's what I meant by the movie being a bit derivative. Like there mm-hmm. are many, many scenes that I'm just like, this is straight from the Nolan trilogy. Like the Riddler on his phone, like that just vibes. Like the Riddler as a character is basically the Joker from the Dark well, Knight. Well, like, I did get the sense that we could be dealing with maybe a Joker character if it hadn't already been done. Yeah, yeah, right. There's, there's, right. there's, 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 there's. I think, I think the Nolan movies had a formula that this movie stuck with, which is one villain kind of pulling the strings to do some big uh, disastrous thing to Gotham. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Batman having to stop it, but then he kind of can't stop it or something like, like it's like Batman begins is like, you know, they want to destroy Gotham with the fear gas. It always has to do with like doing something major to the city. You know what I mean? And it always right. gets right to the brink right before like there's vast, vast, vast casualties. 
You know, but there, but he, there was. Never, I, th- I think there actually stops there must the, have been casualties. In yeah, he, he, there must he, have been. he never stops it like before. It always like gets to like. It's always just a touch where, too late. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. trilogies are all like that, right? Then it was the Joker. Then it was the bomb and the Bane blowing the tr- the the yeah. bridges. And this one was like flooding of the walls, right? So it's like mm-hmm. it's it's a continuation of that kind of um, template, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, I loved how I loved how he failed. Like, I mean, really, in reality, that like, I mean, he followed. I mean, we'll we'll get to the Riddler and everything, but he followed all those riddles, and mm-hmm. he still kind of like he he basically failed. Like, I mean, he didn't stop the Riddler from what he was, you know, ultimately doing twice. And he really, had, right, twice. Right, the bomb went yeah. off at, at the mansion, right? So, right, yeah. So, like him failing, I love that, and but again the whole full circle of like him saving the people under all the debris and him being now a symbol of not just, you know, of anger and whatnot. Like he is a symbol of hope now. Like that's just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just great writing and great. Yeah. Like again, cinematography in this movie was just out. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, crazy. Oh, it's, so, it's good. so good. He the learns car a scene, lot. The car chase. We yeah, will get to that maybe. Yeah, I was going to say we got to talk about the car Ooh. chase. I mean, it's 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 shot so tight, right? It's like yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so really good. and it, I love so how good. I love how apparently this is Colin Farrell. I don't believe it, but apparently <laughs> when when Penguin's basically stuck in traffic and he's being chased, like, <laughs> I love that it's a car chase in traffic. I love yeah, yeah. That part. I one thing I will that. say about the car chase scene is this has no knock on the movie. It's really just we talk a lot about like whether we should avoid trailers or watch trailers. Yes, like, you watch yeah. trailer, you get hyped up. So there's a value to that. But then I really do honestly feel that if I had seen this scene fresh in the theater, it would have blown me away. But I was like, there's a couple completely like that, especially the moment from the trailer where it's like, I got you. And then he comes through. I wish that that had been a surprise. I truly, because I think that would have been epic. Um, I didn't see I mean, that trailer, and I, I that oh, was one of the it? best moments of the movie. Oh, there was oh, even a brief nice. shot in one Boy of the trailers trailer. of that hallway scene, too, of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. they had a couple shots of that hallway scene, and, like, you know, it's extended in the movie, but, yeah, there's a couple points that I agree in. Yeah. So I, th- I, I think we're all in agreement that we love Battenson. I loved, uh, Power, your yes. joke about sort of, uh, you know, shiny vampire. It's funny because watching with Sam, as soon as he comes out as Bruce Wayne, she's like, oh, that's Edward Cullen, and it's hilarious because... <laughs> Yeah, it kind of does look like the same, you know, physique and like good looks, yeah. but he's some come such a long way. Not that he wasn't a good actor in the era of the Twilight films, just and I know, you know, film buffs will tell you he's done so many great movies since, but now he's mm-hmm. back in the spotlight and he's mm-hmm. really shining uh, with a script that actually works and you know, he's able yeah. to show off his acting chops. So I I, I really yeah. do think he crushed it. Yeah, film. what do you, what do you guys think of his uh, of uh, I think Mike you said it before. What do you guys said it? Uh, buddy cop with uh, with Mr. Gordon because he's well, not commissioner uh, yet. <laughs> true. Yeah, lieutenant. Uh, he's a love their dynamic, and yeah. I love the the knowledge that we have now that they're they're going to be doing a, a Gotham series about Jim, like with Jim Gordon at the, at the helm. So oh, okay, I didn't know that. A couple okay. spinoff series from this film, and I think hopefully that'll play into wherever Matt Reeves is planning on taking it. So hopefully it'll be like a continuity thing, which will be nice. But uh, yeah, I think that's a nice way to kind of move into like Jim Gordon. How did you feel about Jeffrey Wright? Cause I think that they captured everything that I loved about, um, you know, Gary Oldman's portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. The fact that by the time we get into the dark night, they are like, they have this uh, rhythm. They have this like really good back and forth and we get it 
right out the gates here. Like you said, the first investigation, we kind of, we understand they have a working relationship and yeah. he's willing to go to bat for him when it comes to <laughs> working with the police. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was great. I think he was, um, it was a good dynamic back and forth. I, I like the sort of, you know, he's his guy, you know, they're, they're each yeah. other's guy. They're each other's connection to, to things. And, um, I mean, Jeffrey Wright's awesome, so it's it's hard to to say that like he. Yeah, no, I. Whatever, I think he's great. I love that mm-hmm. the character Jim Gordon has become this like character for these like incredible character actors to like. Yeah. Come in yeah, and do like yeah. Jeffrey, like who other, after Gary Oldman could could do this character, and it's like they found like the Jeffrey next Wright, Gary Oldman, really. Just, like like, like this guy's so good. <laughs> he's just an incredible actor. Like if you watch um, Westworld. Or, yes you know mm-hmm. he's just he is actually and he was in the new um um i forget the guy's name the budapest hotel director's name anyways, oh yeah that movie and anyways he's just like a he's a really good actor and he crushes he's the watcher part. i think it's yeah, he's the watcher. <laughs> i was gonna say you can't discount the watcher it was oh, yeah. definitely the um best best jim gordon i've seen because he actually was was batman's partner more than he's ever been before in yes, the movies. yes you know what i mean and they were solving the crime together. And it's like, yeah, he wasn't in every scene with them, but he was in, you know, he did, they gave him important things to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, one um, of the, one of the funniest parts of, the, of it was when they, tr- when he tries to get him out of the, out of the police station and he's like, that yes. time, that, you know, and, the, and then you punched me. So then, and then you're, I'm just like, what do you mean? And did I, he punch I think him when he was like sleepwalking it. And then after he hits him later, he goes, you could have eased up on your punch. I did. <laughs> you could have pulled your punch. Uh, could have pulled your punch. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Mention your your critique here, Dave, because it is like they're solving the crime together, and you know they're usually usually Batman is coming up with the answers, and sometimes mm-hmm. Gordon is, and they're helping each other bounce each other, and coming up with the answers together. But there is the one sort of clue that is kind of ridiculous that they they that they don't get. I mean, I didn't get it because I don't know Spanish. <laughs> but other than that. <laughs> Like you're talking, talking about, about the, the rat with wings, wings, right? That's what you're talking yeah, about, right? The rat with wings. The rat I mean, they don't think that instantly. Wings, right? That is yeah. a bat, right? Like that's... Mm-hmm. And they keep saying, like a stool pigeon. Like, I've never no, heard no, that no. term in my life. Well, hold on, though. But, like, I didn't get it either because we were misled as an audience to think that it was someone else. And ultimately, it was someone I didn't even think... Like, I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be the rat. But then the way that they explained it, I never made that connection. No, but the fact that it was a rat with wings and they didn't think of the bat right away and the fact that they chased the penguin first makes But it's not Batman. It's not Batman, but they didn't but they didn't instantly think bat a rat with wings means a bat. They thought all these other people first and then they thought bat. That was the ridiculous Mm -hmm. part, right? Yeah, Yeah. fine, fine, but but we're you know we might as well say it. It's Falcone. It's not Batman. Yes. It's but the but the whole penguin like the fact that they didn't think bat for like 20 minutes is what's driving people crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't even know that. Like I thought it was going to be penguin. I'm like, Oh man, Oswald. Like you hear the, the rat, rat with wings. What does any person think? Yeah, obviously bat, but like, they spend 20 minutes thinking about it. And then they think a stool pigeon. They keep saying, I don't know what that is. And then they go it's penguin and they go it's off a little penguin, <laughs> the little penguin thing. And then they think, but, or maybe bat. And it's like, 
you didn't think about that first, you know. What I mean? That's, after after Penguin yeah, chirps after, him and saying, "You're supposed yeah, to be the best." True, <laughs> true, <laughs> but Batman's not gonna think he's the rat. That's my thing. It's like they're trying to find out who's the rat. So yeah, I was like, no, I'm not said thinking... later. Maybe it's Bat. Maybe it's you. They said that, right? So they should, if they just yeah, added but... that piece of dialogue earlier in the movie, wouldn't, wouldn't no one would have a problem I, with see, it? See, that didn't bother me because the whole time I'm going, "Oh man, Oswald's the rat," and then they actually pulled the wool over my eyes and it wasn't him. I, I actually it was like a great that moment. It, yeah, I actually like that it wasn't Penguin and that yeah. like because you know who he is, because you know the character, you think, oh, for sure he's involved, right? But really, he was telling the truth the whole time. He sure had dealings with Falcone, but he wasn't involved in any of this stuff. Like he was just really the middleman to the drug deals and all that. Yeah, sure. He's yeah. doing, you know, he's still a villain technically, but he wasn't the supervillain at all. And there was movie. a there was a plot point necessary for them to go after him, which was he he was yeah. telling them they were interpreting the Spanish wrong. So that kind of like you know, yeah. but if they if they sort of thought Batman first, okay, ruled out Batman and then thought the penguin, the problem is like they couldn't think of someone, then they went to Penguin, then they went to Batman, and then they thought Falcone. And that's where people are yeah. kind of hung up, but whatever. It's not a huge deal. It didn't bother it, me. Yeah, it's not. It's not huge. It's really not. It's really not. <laughs> um, Lauren, what did you think yeah. of uh, of um, Zoe Kravitz and uh, and Catwoman? She was amazing. Let's just get that out of the way. Like she did so good. <laughs> Simply put, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, she did such a killer job as Selena Kyle. Again, she's they don't really call her Catwoman, but she is obviously we know her as Catwoman. She, I liked her. She does drink milk. Yes, yes. And she has a bunch of stray cats. So and, Yeah, was, she has a thing for strays, as she yes, says. Yes, <laughs> So, and I love how they really interpreted, like, her storyline into, like, the bigger picture of Falcone, right? And then that being her dad, like, that was really, again, really well done, I think, like, bringing all those storylines together. And then, you know, obviously she, she, without Catwoman, I mean, really, they don't figure out that Falcone did what he did. And he's actually like a big part of, of the whole situation and that he is, you know, running this whole city. Like she was the one that figured that out because yeah, of like, went on her own, you know? So like without Selena, you know, they don't really get too far, you know, uh, obviously with, um, you know, with Jeffrey Wright real quick, I, I loved him as Jim Gordon. He was amazing. I can't wait to see him more in the series that he will eventually get. I thought him and, uh, Robert's like friendship was perfect with those two. And then obviously with Robert and Zoe, like it was perfect. Like the, again, everybody there was brought definitely their chemistry. I can tell you oh no, there was some definitely really good tension. <laughs> are are you believing the chatter of this is the sexiest Batman <laughs> or the horniest <laughs> or the horniest Batman? It whatever could it's be. Been. It yeah. could be <laughs> the cat and the bat. You can't yeah. do that. There was, well, there was you know what though? I, I've always liked in the comics and they, they do it a little bit in, in the animated series. And they, I guess they did it a little bit in the Tim Burton movie as well. I have to, rewatch that which we will teaser which we will um but uh already there okay um but i've always liked when they team up because she is and they and they do that a lot in this movie she's looking out for herself she says it a couple of different times like Mm -hmm. she's willing to help but as long as it benefits her as long as she gets her revenge as long as she can do this or that and you know she's she's a villain but she's 
with their dynamic together is always very interesting because in the games, in the cartoons, in the comics, they're attracted to each other, but they yep. can't they can't do anything about it, you know? And they right. and they have to work separately and they have to sort of have different goals while sometimes having the same goal and sharing their different approaches to the same problem. And and, and I right. think they did that really well in this movie. I, yeah, like, I, I don't really even do... think she's really a villain in this movie at all. No, no I don't. I, don't. I like that. I like that sort of balance that they have to strike yeah. with her. I like this. I mean, not that Anne Hathaway didn't do a good job in the Nolan trilogy. I like her take on Selena mm-hmm. and everything. But like Zoe was just, I felt it was more grounded. It felt more like just real. And like her fighting style was really cool. Like that was amazing. Like I just, I dug her performance. And I know there's a, Recently, she came out and said that she actually tried out for Nolan's uh, Catwoman, and oh, they they passed. Yeah, they passed mm. on her and went with Anne Hathaway, which is fine. But, but this gave her a better opportunity to be this Selena, which I think it fits this Batman's world way better. You know, just it, it feels yeah. more, like I said, more urban, more grounded, and you do get that tension of like, you know, like our typical Batman Catwoman in the comics and animated series. Like, there's always that tension. And they did a really good job of it in this movie where, I mean, even in Nolan's Batman, it was it was good. But I you just felt it more with Robert and Zoe for some reason. Like it was just really yeah. well done, I think. And I just I'm I can't wait to see her more for sure. Like, I I'm agree. Excited. I think it's yeah. a good point you made that they didn't like refer to her as Catwoman. But at the same time, when you think about it, they didn't really refer to anyone. Like it's not like they called uh, Oswald Penguin or anything. Uh, I think they uttered the Batman one time in the entire three-hour film. So no, it, it, Batman called him Penguin. They he, like he mu- it must be like a nickname that he already had and stuff like so, that. But so they said it like once, right? Like, like they, they maybe weren't like twice in passing. Yeah, they weren't like lie. going around like I'm Catwoman and I'm Penguin. It's just like yeah. you know what I mean. It was just like they, this is kind of who their characters were. And with uh, Zoe Kravitz portrayal, it's I really liked how everyone Batman meets. There's definitely either some parallels with them or you know parallels with contrast and it's like mm-hmm. with catwoman it's like okay this is another vigilante just she has a different set of personal rules like she mm-hmm. she has her own mission and you know where i've heard that some people said they could do without the whole like connection with falcone i think that that's what makes her role in this film work like it just yep. weaves her story in seamlessly and brings their relationship along for the ride and like it like i think that that's very clever like i don't i'm not maybe it's because i'm not huge into batman comics i'm like not married to any one version of batman but like Mm -hmm. i didn't really care that they kind of messed with selena kyle's origin no i agree that's probably not canon but i think all you need from catwoman is you need like you need a few things you need her to be like morally gray she can't yep. be like straight good or straight bad. And they absolutely nailed that in this movie. Yep. Like she does bad things, but it's like there are reasons behind it. And they show you like, her rough life. And like, so you understand. So she's not necessarily a straight good person, right? She kind of mm-hmm. walks that line. That's what you need. That you need the sexual tension between Catwoman and Batman. Who her dad is. Actually, who her dad is, I think, you know, like says, I think that's a really well written thing. And I want to talk about when we talk about the Riddler, I want to talk about a missed opportunity that I think the movie had that didn't make. 
to, to tie it into Catwoman and Batman. But yeah, I think she crushed it. The only thing is Michelle Pfeiffer, no one will ever top that Catwoman so, performance. So. I wanted to ask <laughs> you what your ranking was of Catwoman. Yeah, it goes Michelle Pfeiffer forever and always, and then, you know, probably Zoe Kravitz, and then and, and Abby. Or, you know, there is the um, other iconic Catwoman from my, um, I think it's played by Eartha Kitt, I think, from the oh, okay. uh, from the uh, Adam West Batman. So I even might have her yeah, second. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, I think I agree. I think Michelle Pfeiffer really embodied it almost like to the point of it almost being her movie, Batman Returns. Like it was like very, very much mm-hmm. shared. And there is an element of that in this, but definitely with a focus on the Batman. And this is kind of like, it makes sense that Zoe Kravitz version of Catwoman, like the way that she plays into this story, but doesn't feel like uh, Catwoman leaping, leaping off the page of a comic book in the way that the Batman does. Yeah. But I do like how they introduced all these characters. I liked how it's like Catwoman was in it, Penguin was in it, you know, Riddler was in it, James Gordon was in it. He was kind of like bouncing around. That feels very Batman comic book esque, you know? Mm-hmm. And Alfred, he's always like, uh, I like that they was. Like, I think Lauren already said it's two years in and you yeah. have this established universe with these established players. And I, I did really like this. So I like the addition of Catwoman to the script. Like some, I don't know if anyone's saying this, if it was too bloated or too many characters, but I don't think it was. I think, mm-hmm. I think it was like the no, perfect I think it, Catwoman for me. I think they nailed it. Yeah. I think it works too, because it's a side of, uh, I, I want to combine Bruce Wayne and Batman at this point, because that's really what it is. Yeah. It's just the Batman. And, uh, and like, you don't get, much emotion out of him for other than like being you know brooding and sad like this is another side of him where it's uh you know shows that he does have like emotions he does he's able to (laughs) form relationships and yeah yeah, we know he has a relationship with gordon and uh but uh yeah no i just think that like it 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 showed us a side of bruce slash batman that we needed to see in this film yep yeah yeah, she did a really good job, like pulling that out of that character, like seeing because just like you were saying, like we would have just saw a very like brooding Batman slash Bruce Wayne, but you add Selena into it, and then I think it gives it more levity for that character, and then it gives them more of like that. Where is my moral like kind of line, right? Because she was tiptoeing it back and forth, whereas he is trying to be on one more side, but. I think with her, she was giving him that other side of like, maybe you shouldn't always be that moral. Like you have to go, maybe you have to cross those lines sometimes when he doesn't, when he doesn't want yes. to. So, and I that's her that. like role. That's like, she's trying to pull exactly. Batman kind of, she's his um, Darth Vader almost trying to pull him to yeah. the dark side. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's, they, that, they nailed. So like, you know, saying like, yeah, maybe Canon is not Falcone as her father but like if you nail the spirit of the character like they did in this movie then mm-hmm. you can change things like that to fit this to fit the script. i the thought script there was plot, right? and i'd so. had to look i thought there was a run where like it wasn't explicitly said but like it was kind of hinted in one of like the batman runs that that was and that's weird. very possible yeah. and i think that'd be great if it is kind of a tie-in to to one of the comics but even if it's yeah. like a unique thing i think it worked yeah, um, yes. and then like speaking of the comic runs, I think a lot of people were speculating: is this going to be like year one? And we know, you know, as he's explaining, he's been two years in. I like that it's kind of like not seasoned Batman, but not like fresh Batman. It kind of 
feels right that he's it's, still figuring it year, out yeah year yeah, two but also good. this idea of i haven't read the run but the long halloween the way he kind of goes and this all takes place in one week oh it starts on said, halloween yeah when he said it's April, six. yeah when he said it's october 31st i was like oh they're doing it they're going long <laughs> halloween which, they don't they don't quite go there but i think that's there's the shared ideas it, in yeah. that yeah, that's the spirit of uh, it. So. I think the long Halloween is going to be mined for no, because I think the long Halloween is going to be mined for. I think it might be mined for a future comic. I don't know. It does have Riddler, but long yeah, Halloween but is different because it's not on like one week. It's like it takes place on all different holidays, right? Different holidays, yeah. More but I was going to say, at the very least, it makes me want to check that run out. Oh, check it's so good. good. I think it's that really they good. did draw f- insp- from what I've read. They, they've drawn inspiration from that run yeah. mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. film. I like yeah, how I real quick, like he was keeping a journal too, like Batman. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. I, I, I forgot to mention that when we were talking about him before, but like him keeping a journal and stuff that is very cool too. Like again, mm-hmm. just a different side of Batman that we might have seen in different comics for sure. It's a it's a completely different movie, but it, it was probably this would probably be something that would be in the Lego Batman movie. But I wish his journal was like, you know, pink and had a little locket on it. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe he would have had to have yeah yeah <laughs> maybe he would have had to have like you know a daughter that passed away or something sad like that for him to use that but that would just would have been hilarious he's writing down deaths and decapitations in like this pink book that has <laughs> so this is a bit of a minor character i want to talk about a little bit the uh, you know peter skarsgård right because uh because Catwoman or Selena Kyle, she was his way into this sort of underground club in Gotham, right? Yeah. And uh, and using that tech, and she was wearing the the contact lenses to to kind of see his way inside without having to go in himself. Because of course, when he went in as Batman, he just got you know got into a confrontation, had his <laughs> conversation with Penguin, and that's basically it. Like, he, oh, not also much- his his in and out of the club. Like four times with the twins, Tweedledee, Tweedledum. Yeah, no, it was it was good for sure, and uh, yeah, no, but I think that this was a cool um, character to sort of bring him in. I don't know if it was like the second or third uh, investigation scene, but it was like that scene when they're at the funeral was mm-hmm. like oh, one man. of the standout scenes for me, and it all got brought to a head when um you know the da is hanging out doing drugs doing the drops you know the drop yeah um in in that club and he had a conversation with selena and then like he ends up leaving and getting booked by the riddler and then boom he winds up with like a saw like from the from saw like a like a straight out saw too yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) contraption on his head with a bomb and that that's where one of the next riddles is so it's like that leading into that scene and just everything leading into that because you know oh bruce wayne and it's not the bruce wayne we would expect you know it's just like like he's been in hiding he's coming out you know in public for the first time in a long time and just and then now ultimately like shifting gears like no we can't spend too much time as bruce wayne we got to get back into the cowl and deal with this very menacing riddler threat because he was at the funeral watching over so that yeah even the even leading up to that scene where it's just batman and the da there sort of on the phone and talking to riddler and everything we'll get to riddler next but the whole thing of like a car driving into a bunch of people like hundreds of people really is what it looked like Mm -hmm. is super freaking disturbing like that 
whole scene and setup is like, never mind. I mean, poor guy blew up, but also he was corrupt and, you know, all that stuff. Like, poor guy died, but also, like, come on. So, like, he just drove a car into a bunch of people and into a church. And, like, I, the the setup of that to me was more insane and disturbing than the actual act of he didn't save this guy and the bomb went off. Like, to me, that was crazy. And then he sees him standing up on the balcony, which is like such a chilling shot. Again, another cinematography directing choice of everyone's running and you have this silhouette and, and the <laughs> sun going down or going up, whatever, whatever it was. And, and that's all you see. And he knows immediately that he has to, I know this is Superman, but he has to run to the phone booth to change, you know, like, oh. like he knows automatically that's what he's going to do. There was do. no doubt it. in my mind that he went and found a phone booth to change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do heroes change in in 2022? You know, what's the equivalent? An Uber? You call an Uber and change in there or something? Yeah. Uber One Uber of those celebrity Black? Ubers yeah. and Dead Mouse is driving around while he's changing. Uh, yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a really it's a really cool scene. It's an intense scene, and leading up to that, you just you guys touched on it, and you just touched on it too. Where it's just like the the Bruce Wayne part of it is, you know, you could do more with your money, but you're not doing it. I don't see why you're not. And if I'm going to be mayor, Real, I think was her last name. Um, yeah. You know, if if you're not going to do more with it when I'm elected, if I'm elected, I'm going to change that. And right. I think that is for sure a couple of lines as to why things might change in the next movie if they're making a next one which based on the success of this i'm sure they will um but i think that's okay because i think just that brief discussion shows you that this guy's not only a messed up batman but he's clearly a messed up bruce wayne as well and is not this perfect person like he is in or somewhat perfect person that he is in, you know, the animated series. Like he's much more of a goody two shoe in the animated series when he's Bruce Wayne, you know, I mean, I know it's animated. It's meant for kids, but at the same time, it's more interesting. There's more depth. There's more room for growth. And I, and I appreciate that part of it as well. That's set up. Yeah. And if there was any more of a chilling shot than seeing him on the balcony, it was at the beginning of the film when he's in the mayor's house. Oh yeah. And you oh, just see the God. glimpse and it's yeah. like I, you can see the white of his glasses um, sort of in the in the darkness. And it actually made me think of, I don't know if you guys remember Elijah Wood's character in Sin City. But like you can oh, see yeah, the, yeah. the way yeah, the glasses yeah, yeah. reflected. Oh, yeah. He had like the big ball glasses, the big round glasses. Yeah. And that's a Frank Miller comic as well. So just like a lot of uh, parallels there for me. But yeah, uh, just seeing like very minimal shots of the Riddler, I think, worked for this film. Like we we don't get a bulk of the Riddler until it matters towards the end. So I, I, I like that. It was more I wanna, so like I want to mention the DA before we get off it. The one thing that I was in this movie that I'd never seen before was as the timer was counting down. You know, this is a typical movie. Timer counts down. Explosion is going to go off. All the people, even the heroes, like run away. This movie, Batman, as the timers went down, runs towards the guy. And eats an explosion to his face. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> that was actually like, this stood out in my mind as something very unique. As like, I had never seen that before. Like, you just, it's always like this, we can't save him, run away, jump behind cover. I just thought that was mm-hmm. going to happen. It's too That's late. Like, yeah. It's like, Brittany, it's like, he just runs at the guy, runs at the guy. Hate to bring it to you. Hate to bring it to you. Cap, Cap did it. He jumped on the grenade. He didn't know it was a dummy. 
Oh, he jumped on the grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. In, in the training, he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, but then actually eating the explosion. You know what I mean? Like, you see the timer. Anyway. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Flying. No, it was a great moment, but that that also plays into this. I I would love to know how he made this incredible scene. Yeah, the suit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. super grounded until it's not. Until it's like the suit is literally. <laughs> A Superman skin that he's wearing, basically. Right. You can bring it down. But then the other thing I like that Dave can touch on, I love that the movie is all about like dirty mayoral politics. Something yes. about like that sort of like it fits because it's like it's always has to do with Gotham. And that's like a theme in Batman. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, and if you've seen the first season of the show, The Killing, it's like it's like the dirty mayoral politics. Like, there's something right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. the first season's it's all like, about that. Yeah, there's yeah. something like uh, cinematic about that almost, even though it's like over the top and a bit ridiculous. It's kind of it fit really well for this movie that it's like mm-hmm. hinging on a mirror race. So, like that's what I'm saying about this version of Gotham. It just seems like the darkest version of Gotham we've seen on the big screen, and like. To the point there is nothing great about this. Like it just looks it, like this is the last place anyone would want to live. Does it ever not rain? Like it's raining every scene <laughs> and, and hard I, too. I also think that worked for the film. Like I don't think you know. Obviously, yeah. you can't really have like scenes in the bright, like sunny day. Like it wouldn't work the same for the tone of the film. But um, you know, speaking of Gotham being so dark, and you know, even even the family, the like the Wayne family is supposed to be like the oh, shining I beacon of it. the city yeah. is like not, you know, they're not perfect. They're they're not incorruptible. Like they're like that's how dark this version of Gotham is. Yeah. It's like even the even the best of the best in the city before Batman comes along, is they have their own dark and dirty secrets. Like it's just it's it's kind of crazy when you really break it down. And and it makes sense that this would be a world where Batman would be born, like where Batman would have to come up and rise to the occasion, right? Because like, there almost yeah. seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel for Gotham. Like I loved how they made the the Waynes, you know, like you're just, like you were just saying, how they made them not like the perfect the perfect people. Like the mom was in and out of um, asylum. You know, she was an Arkham, which is cool. Again, that was a nice little like, like kind of little addition to like her backstory, which is cool. And then oh, when they her, said she was, uh, she her last name was Arkham. And, I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to Arkham. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, and that makes, and then making her kind of that way, like totally makes sense that he might be a certain way. Right. That's sure. why Bruce is acting a certain way. Like it could be like genetic or whatever, however you want to say it, but like. I loved how they did that. And then, you know, to not make it such a, again, the original or just the, the typical, like, Oh, they were out, took Bruce to a movie and blah, 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 blah. blah. Like there was more levity to their backstory and why the Riddler did what he did too. Like it gives, it really did it, did a good job of like connecting the city of Gotham to the Waynes and then Nazi to Arkham. And then now we know with, you know, Arkham Asylum there's rumors that we're going to be doing a show that's kind of in that uh, facility. So that's going to be really cool. So it's, they, they're setting up a lot of cool stuff with this movie for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I do like, Gotham. I, yeah, I do like how they, how they did that with, uh, with his parents. I do like that. The only thing this is the, it's, it's sort of a nitpick because I, I still think it, it still worked to learn. I think, I think you're right. Um, in the end, I am pretty much okay with it, but the, but the, the biggest uh, I guess negative point for myself for this movie is that they say that 
you know, basically his dad's responsible for this reporter's death, right? Like he's the one who did it. And then, or at least set the events in motion, set the events in motion. Yeah, exactly. He didn't actually physically shoot him or whatever it was, but then like seven minutes later, he's learned, he learns that that's not the case. And I was just like, Chewy all over again. That is exactly (laughs) what I was about to say. It's exactly. So like, Rise of Skywalker has no balls. It just does not have any balls whatsoever because I love Chewie, but I wish that scene stuck. Like it just would have made, there would have been so much more impact in what happened. I'll tell you why it makes sense. I'll tell you why it makes sense. Are we talking Rise of Skywalker or the Batman? No, no, Rise of Skywalker. I have my my thoughts on, on, like I have a take on this as well, but yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Well, well, the reason why, so... I know you're saying you wish that Thomas Wayne did order the hit directly, right? But I yeah, think or was, or was more think, directly involved, like it was explained to him. I yeah. think they they have to they have to walk a fine line between mm-hmm. still still making Alfred a redeemable character. Sure, that's sure. that's yeah. the key. So they have to give it of like a little bit of an out of like Thomas Wayne asked Falcone to candle his problem, mm-hmm. and and Falcone took that one step further and killed the guy. And Thomas Wayne never meant for him to kill the guy, but Thomas Wayne probably should have known when you ask exactly. a monster. And, yes. and, you, right. and you, this right. is all explained. Right. Your dad's a good man at heart. He just made a mistake and he asked the wrong guy for a favor and Falcone was looking for his, to put it in his pocket. I think that actually makes total sense. I think that movie still has balls. I think yeah. it, it fits so perfectly in the plot of like... Oh no, this movie parents, has balls. His parents... So the, give, the oh, yeah, yeah. Is what no, doesn't. No. Yeah. His parents can't be pure <laughs> evil because it's like his... Batman is driven because his parents, who are good people, were killed in front of him in this yeah. dirty city. Yeah, that's a good and so point. they can't yeah. be like pure evil because like nothing yeah. will make sense if they go that route. No, right? you're so, right. You're right, and, and, and it's true. The explanation does hold. I I am okay with it. I just wish maybe that came. I don't know how it would be structured because well, this was, is like flat in the middle yeah. of the movie. I don't. I just maybe if we sat with it a little longer, it would it would invoke a bit of a different feeling for the yeah. 20 minutes or 25 minutes that they would have spent would, instead of seven or 10 minutes. The way I felt, I, I thought it was a really good tight rope walk they did. Cause the way I felt, I was just like, yeah. when they were kind of talking about the dad being evil, I was like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. If they make the dad like a murderer and like a corrupt guy, like I don't like this, this is going to ruin the character. But well, then it's desperate, like, right? But then it's like, no, he just did it because he was desperate and he didn't mean for me. I was like, you know what? They've walked this really fine type of line where you can kind of have it, have both things you can have the dad as like he's flawed you know what i mean but he still can be bruce's hero and he made one mistake and it doesn't invalidate all the good he kind of did and it doesn't make mean alfred is dumb for you know being being loyal to him and raising bruce so right. they they did i thought it was perfectly written you know, as that sort of you know tightrope walk like kind of have it both ways kind of deal so i thought that actually is just one of the stand-up parts for me of the movie was that whole well, you make a great point, and the reason why I kind of agree with you, Mike, is that they were kind of leaning into this idea that maybe Thomas Wayne wasn't perfect, right? For me, it becomes like, okay, the Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix, for all intents and purposes, is unrelated from this film. But having seen that film and knowing that it's sort of an Elseworlds take on Gotham and the Batman universe it's it's they they leaned too far into the idea that thomas wayne was a bad guy right so he he's not inherently bad in the way they made him out to be in uh 
in Joker. So this is the kind of best of both worlds. It's like, like you said, Mike, it's like walking that tight rope because it's like, okay, there's this film is somewhat, even though it wasn't sort of built off the back of Joker and by any means, it's like a blend uh, in a way it's a blend between the, the atmosphere of Joker and like something like the Nolan trilogy. It's like, it's like the darkness of Joker, but still holding on to the principles of Batman, if that makes sense. Like it's like still maintaining the essence of what you need from that character and his family. And so, yeah. So I just think that, you know, they, they're teasing the idea that like Gotham is so dark and, you know, not nobody inside of it is perfect, but they do make you feel like, Oh, is, is, uh, you know, are they about to break Canon in like unforgivable ways? No, no, no. They're don't worry. They're 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 walking that that tight line, tight rope, like you said. So I, I like that. I really dug that. And speaking of Alfred, because he's only been mentioned a couple times, even on this recording, um, I do think that he needs a little bit more screen time in the next film. I think Andy Circus crushed it as Alfred, and like maybe it's because we're not really spending a lot of time with Bruce. We're spending more time with Batman, though we didn't really get a lot of him. Yeah, what we did get was great. But he is definitely one of the underserved characters in this movie. I think. I, I don't. Well, I, I, I agree, but I don't know that we needed more of him in this specific movie. So yeah, I think you're right. I think the more Bruce we get, the more as they as the uh, I don't know if she's the housekeeper or whatever. We got the Mister Pennyworth in this, which I was like, oh, they never call him that in almost <laughs> any of the other movies or shows or anything. Right. So I was like, oh, they gave him his real name, his last name. That's awesome. <laughs> I do like how they use like you're saying they use him perfectly in this movie, like. It wasn't too much, but it was perfect. Like Andy did such a good job when he was in the scenes. And obviously, you know, talking about that scene between him and Bruce in the hospital, like it gave, obviously that's another scene that we got with Andy. Cause if you take that out of the movie, like, yeah, he was in there for like a grand total of like, what a minute, two minutes. So like, yeah, something like that. This, yeah. Yeah. So like this game, obviously more scenes for him to do and it sets up i think the relationship that they're going to have moving forward right because good point yeah i mean before this it was very you can very you can tell it's very tumultuous right like it's you know bruce doesn't want to really hear about it like he's very focused on being batman but you know alfred kind of knows that he has to he has to start being both right if he wants to do this then um then he has to start being bruce wayne as well so i loved alfred i wish we get more of him i think we will get more of him in the next movie though for sure 100 percent. but he also this movie even with people with lesser screen time they still mm -hmm. made him super important to the plot right yeah at the beginning yes. when they had interactions it's like you're not my father like right away that's the first scene it's like oh he's being real dick to alfred like right away <laughs> the whole movie he was a great time. job right <laughs> then you know it's because he had little screen time they kind of had to like make him a dick to alfred so they could have that touching moment later so it, paid, it really paid off later it really did it in the yes. hospital scene and and yeah. and the whole him calling something bad's gonna happen oh it already happened like two hours oh, ago. i love oh that was that. such a great, that was great. that's yeah. such a great turn on things because it's like oh he's just gonna make it or it's gonna happen just as he arrives and he's yeah. gonna get the explosion in his it, face when he walks yeah. through the door you know like one of those things but no instead no he's, he's like, gonna oh. eat another explosion give me the envelope ah. <laughs> but that is the directing of the movie this is why it's it's like at the dark night is the same way it's like 
you've seen things you've never seen before. And this movie is mm-hmm. doing things like that, subverting expectations. It's yeah. doing, you know, yeah. like I said, walking towards a bomb, calling and racing his car. Something bad's going to happen. Oh, it already happened. And then... Um, and it a, happened a, in a, an hour a car, ago. A car chase scene shot only in close-up. You know? Yeah. Oh, Not only is yeah. this a great movie, but there's tons of cinematic moments that you've never really seen before. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a great... Not only is it a great movie with a great script and great acting and a great comp movie, it's like really well directed and written too. You know what I mean? So, it is, yeah. yeah. It's also it, a cautionary tale on opening someone else's mail. Never do that. <laughs> you never know. You never technically, know. technically, that's illegal. So Alfred kind of had it coming in a way. Yeah. Shame on you, Alfred. Shame on you. the idea that like bruce being a mask for batman would just have opened that like just (laughs) instead of alfred is kind of hilarious oh man um so mike you mentioned the the car chase scene again we'll move on to riddler uh in just a sec i just want to point out the fact that one bruce wayne uh, drives the nicest Corvette possible. He drives a Stingray <laughs> and it's nice black and shiny with chrome on it, which is incredible. And then the Batmobile is, you know, slightly more grounded than we've seen before. Obviously souped up and has has American a jet in the back and everything. But it's an American muscle and it sounds like that and it just like, it eats shit just like he does, but it like takes it. I just, I really like the way that they, they and, and actually this is another thing too, when they introduce the car, they introduce the car in the dark similarly to the same way that they introduced you to Batman at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah. It kind of comes out of the dark okay. and turns on just like he walks out in the subway scene. And uh, and then the, everything just sort of starts from there. So it's like, oh, that's kind of, I don't know if that was intentional, but it felt like it was. Can I yeah. say one thing about the, the car and, and, and just in general, I think Matt Reeves did a great job of trying to ground Batman into this world and, keep it realistic with like, you know, he's not the perfect Batman. He's going to stumble and fall. I did think though, that some of those moments didn't land as well. So when he did the gliding through the city and he ends up like crashing, sure. I get it. Like he's still learning how to do these incredible feats, but it just, I don't know. I don't know if it was necessary. And then to that point with the car chase scene, I think it was a perfect scene. I probably could have done without the, the stalling at the beginning. I think it kind of, I know that it's like an incredible, like I know that a perfect movie thing is to just have it like roaring out the gates and it'd be awesome. And I, I get why it would, he would stall out, but I, I, I still don't think I needed it in that scene. Yeah, was I didn't it? think it was. A, I think it was intimidation. I thought it was. No, I, I think it stalled I, out. I think the car stalled out. It was very jarring. Ian said, "I was like, what the hell is happening? Was the car That's why I don't think it was a stall because it's kind of Me a neither. weird point to put something funny. You know, right. like, but to Lauren's point, know. like he's building his Batmobile, so it makes sense that he's not perfect at driving mm-hmm. it right away. But I still yeah, but, didn't really need it there. But yeah. it's true. If it is a stall, I I don't I don't love that because it just didn't feel like the right place for it. But yeah, he's learning how to use the vehicle, but he's not learning how to drive stick. Like mm-hmm. he drives a motorcycle. He has this car before he drives a stingray. We've seen just before this, he knows how to drive stick. This guy knows what he's doing with these muscle cars. So yeah. you really, you stall it. If you can't drive stick is the way I see it. So I think I, it was intimidation. I, I took know. it as intimidation too. Like he was like revving the engine 
And then like saying, like, I will cut you. So like, what are you going to do about it? Like, yeah, it it's, was it's more sort of, of like when you, when you do like fake punch someone and you see if they're going to flinch. Yeah. That's what it felt like it was to me. Yeah. Um, yes. That's how I took it too, David. But, okay. but I can All see right. it because, because I think I can see it as a stall though, too. Cause it, it did kind of like feel that way that mm-hmm. when I saw this movie the second time, I could, I was like, Oh, that is kind of like a weird, like intimidation move. It did kind of feel weird, but. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I, I totally took it as intimidation. But the second yeah. time I did see it, it was more of a like, huh, I wonder. Well, I, wonder I, I think kind of I think the fact that it's 50-50, even just between us, and the fact that you saw it twice and you're, and you're sort of seeing both sides of it, like mm-hmm. physically seeing it in the theater like that, shows you that whatever the intention actually was, it didn't fully work on either side of it, which is mm-hmm. which is which is a shame because so much other so many other decisions that they make do yeah right yeah Anyways. and yeah. and everything that came after that in that sequence was amazing so exactly just, <laughs> we're, we're hanging up uh, on this little thing but it was, <laughs> no it's it just like it it, it did stick out because it, it it felt like there was a you know if if it is in fact a stall it felt like there were deliberate moments where it's like well we can't show him being too good at his job mm-hmm. like we got to yeah, show him stumbling and falling oh one back. one more very minor thing because it's at the end of or at the, i guess just before the chase the car chase starts is there's little things in this movie that I appreciate that are like, oh, well, that makes sense or that is a good, quote unquote, human moment. So Selena is trying to steal the money out of the back of the car. She sees her uh, her partner, her friend, whoever, you know, however you would describe her in the back of the vehicle. All this stuff happens after the shootout and everything. And then, you know, the money gets taken from her when she leaves the scene. She doesn't take both bags of money with her. She takes one. Because she's not being greedy or risking it. She's going to take what she can and get out of there. And I actually think that that's like a little touch where it's like in a, in a cartoon or in another kind of movie and potentially the Schumacher movies, for example, she's got six bags on her bag on, on her back and she's getting out of there and there's money flying behind her. And, you know, all the, the bills are sort of floating in the air behind her. But no, she grabs one instead of both bags and she gets the heck out of there because she's safer and then she's more secure and it's more of a responsible decision. And I think that she's not overstepping what she's capable of doing in a crazy moment like that. And I actually appreciate that. I think that's a good actually character moment and good little piece of directing and, and writing there. So it's just a really small thing that I noticed and just remembered right this second. So I have to say it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know we're all itching to talk about the Riddler, but I think it's yeah. time to talk about personally. I mean, maybe for a lot of people, the standout character for me, which was Colin Farrell. Not really Colin Farrell, though. Someone else. I, playing, I don't believe it. There's no way it's Colin Farrell. There's no way. Playing, There's not, playing Oswald Cobblepot. Like, the it's got it's Danny DeVito, isn't it? It's got to yeah. be. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, Colin Farrell is definitely a great actor. Let's be real. But, like, oh, there was a transformation that took place here where it, it didn't, like, I say standout. He didn't steal the spotlight by any, by any means. He just no. played it to a T. And I really, truly believe this was like a crime boss. Not even he's not even the boss at this point. He's just someone trying to make his way through the underworld. And I love the progression of his character in this movie. And I love the fact that we might be getting more in a spinoff series. So not only are we getting a Gotham PD or whatever it is with Jim Gordon, we're getting a series with Colin Farrell's Penguin character. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. And pure transformation is exactly what it is. Sorry, go ahead, Lauren. No, yeah, I was, I mean, he, it was amazing how he looked 
he is unrecognizable as Colin Farrell. I, it just, like, it, yeah, that's why I don't believe it. Amazing. That's why I don't believe it's him. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's amazing what they what they did with the prosthetics and everything like that. He again, like he did such a good job in each scene, and I like how this is a very like it's almost an origin story for a lot of these characters, right? We're getting the origins of Catwoman, the origins obviously of the Riddler, we're getting the origins of the Penguin, and yeah, you know, none of these characters are to where the point that we usually see them like in animated movies or even other movies, like mm-hmm. they are just really scratching the surface of these characters. So like getting a series of penguin is going to be so cool. Cross our fingers. That's what it's going to be. And just having Colin Farrell do what he did. I mean, that scene when he was with bat with uh, Jim Gordon and Batman again, like calling him like, Oh, you guys are the two greatest detectives. Like, like it was just, he did such a good job. And then like the little, like they left him after they figured it out. Yeah, they he's waddling. He's waddling like a penguin. Like it was just so good. It was a little, that crazy, got that you know? dis- despite there was only maybe 15 other people in the theater with me uh, at the time when I saw it, that, that part got a laugh from everybody. Yeah. Like that, like that was the erupted laugh part of this movie, which is so interesting that it's, it's such a brief thing that unless you really connect that he's the penguin it would yeah. you know it, yeah. i don't know it is physical humor is, i think is, is good, the so. idea of a series kind of helm or led by colin farrell's version of the penguin is pretty much what i think gotham always wanted to be as a series gotham the series like oh yeah it, it never really rose to like the level that it was going for i think and uh i didn't watch the whole thing but i i don't think like i think something like this that feels like it belongs you know alongside this this film the batman like it really has potential to be something yeah. great it's definitely I... his best performance since bullseye that's all i have to say <laughs> <laughs> i like nice. how batman like how batman actually talked to him like went into the club and was like talking to him like he yeah, needed, I love that. like yeah. needed like that was so cool like yeah it's not they just gave, he was going even after though he wasn't like you know? they gave him like plot they gave him yeah like important they gave important him growth within do. the movie right because yeah. at the end it, it definitely teases what's coming next with it that's right? why it's like, a well written movie right all these characters yeah. even the ones with not a lot of screen time they're there for even though it's a three-hour movie they do serve a purpose they're not just yeah. like you know whatever it's not shovelware it's not just like it's not just like fan service like we're gonna throw the penguin in there it's like the penguin's there and he serves a purpose for the plot right and we'll we'll get to we'll get to this fan service part i think at at the end but but that that leads into the into the riddler which i'll I'll get this out of the way first because everything else about it is great in my opinion but i think they went a little too far one way where he's just a little too just random guy in a mask you know too like jokery not, you would say too no too, i think no, i think he's, I, he's, he's not the like he doesn't look he doesn't embody the riddler the way that he looks there's a lot of reasons why they do it this way later in the movie which i completely am fine with and actually really enjoy but i just wish that the only thing that is a connection between the riddler that we recognize from cartoons and other movies and comics is the question mark and the fact that his mask is a little bit green. Other than that, this could be Joe, Joe Blow question mark. You know, like that yeah. could be the, the guy's name. But I think that's the point as well. I think so I, you're absolutely exactly. right. I, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Like I, I don't really have any ties to Riddler as a character. I love him. I, I love the Riddler. I love how he's 
different. I think one of the best iterations of Riddler is in the Arkham games where you don't even see him and it's just the clues and it's really well written voiceover. Like to me, that is that is what the Riddler really is is done really well. And in this, they take that to an extreme level and, and it's good. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, but it's like funny enough. I was going to say I actually enjoy Jim Carrey's portrayal of the character just because <laughs> I don't have many like uh, expectations yeah. when it comes to the Riddler. It's just like, okay, Jim Carrey did his thing. He ran with it. He made it his own. It's very comic book like in Batman yep. Forever. <laughs> this very is, 1966. This Adam is West a version of, of a yeah, villain yeah. that, um, you know, whether it's Joker or Riddler, like, seems to fit what's going on inside of the film and Mm -hmm. for me like you said i think that that was the point and that's kind of what sold the movie as a package for me was the fact that they they really understood this version of the riddler they understood what they were going for with his mission and his overall perspective and the way that it mirrors batman's so Like, I think overall, the themes that run through the from start to finish in this film, three hours or not, like, just resonated with me. And, and that's why, like, getting to this point, uh, the Riddler, he was a good big bad, I think, overall. And I think Paul Dano did exactly what he was. He, he understood the assignment, so to speak. Like, he did exactly what he was hired on to do. And they, they knew that that's, that's what he was capable of. I don't think I really expected more from him, to be quite honest. And I, I like the sort of minimal uh, bits that we got from him until the end. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it, it paid off pretty nice when we got the scene with Batman and Riddler and Arkham Asylum. And I, I thought there was a little bit of an homage to the way they they left Jim Carrey's Riddler at the end. Uh, sort of knowing knowing his identity and being, being crazy about it. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, I I thought it was a little bit like uh, like an homage to that that part of the Batman Forever. But other than that, I I really did like, um, you know, like we talked about the world's greatest detective, the fact that he's going through like almost like seven ish different investigations that are all at the hands of the Riddler, and you know, it all comes to this grand scheme that Batman wasn't even able to stop. He just had to do his best to save people from it. It was just. I liked everything about that. I, I, I really dug the third act. I thought it fit um, in, inside of everything that they were trying to build. So, yeah, it's good. Oh, God, I can't wait to talk about this because Paul Dano in The Riddler was my favorite part of this movie. Not that the Batman, like Robert Pattinson, Jeffrey Wright, all of them. Paul Dano, like this, like after seeing it the second time, he stole this movie for me. And I think it was just because of how they did do that character very differently than we do particularly see him, right, in animated, even in Jim Carrey's version. Like, this is, to me, he didn't become the Riddler until the very end. Like, he was this guy that, like, again, like he said to Batman at the end, like, or when he said it to, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about, like, when he was younger he liked to do puzzles and he was an orphan and all this stuff like it all made sense but i think like him being that kind of jovial kind of riddler that we're kind of maybe used to seeing in other iterations like i think that's going to happen because maybe we see him again maybe in the show about arkham and everything like that and maybe that's when he becomes like that Riddler, right? Because again i feel like this whole movie was very origin stories for the villains not really 
in other Batman movie and other Batman movies, I feel like we already like we only get origin stories of Batman, whereas we already get the villains or the villains already. Right. This movie, I feel like it kind of changed that and was set, setting up the origin stories of these villains while we already have an established Batman. So I love that. And that's why I really I really love like, again, Paul Dano. I can't like say enough about how I loved his portrayal of this particular Riddler and I and I'm totally with you Dave like the look of it like yeah it was very kind of it was very more realistic right it wasn't just Mm -hmm. the guy in like the hat Mm -hmm. with the cane and like question marks like fit the world world but it fit exactly Exactly. Exactly. yeah it definitely did I I I can't take that away from it either And, and actually it you know at the end when he's doing his little live stream that they find and he's oh, like, yeah. oh my god, it's so funny! Like, it's just thanks for it's, the tips about the detonators, right? Yeah, I yeah. Love- it, it's chilling, but it's but it's it's funny at the same time his because plan was right. also terrifying, like getting everyone oh. and then getting these yeah. people online. Like, it's yeah. very um, fitting it's very for the realistic. world we're in now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exactly what it is. And they That's say that specifically though. because they look. I think they they look at the video and they say, "Hey, Gordon or Hey, Batman, take a look at this video." it's it's something something it's it's a lot of real fringe types and i was like oh shit they went there yeah. i was like hell yeah, yeah. you did and I, all the all the all the uh, the chat on the side is about oh hey you can find that mask at uh, at gotham whatever store or whatever i'm just like holy shit they went yeah, there. it's like, like the dark I, web yeah the dark web this, this movie right. this movie was clearly written before the january 6th shit show attack yeah in the u.s and that's exact to me that's exactly what this was was talking about and i'm just like oh, yeah. holy fucking like yeah it, it's, like it's all by, it it's sadly yeah. all by chance it's sadly all like by they chance, saw it coming but, it's coming yeah right the fact that the riddler did this in this movie and then probably a year <laughs> after they wrote this finished writing it they're like oh shit yeah we definitely have to make <laughs> <Yeah>. this movie <laughs> yeah. well, that, no, i want to i'll say my uh my sort of thoughts on the riddler yeah yeah so mm-hmm. yes, and I will mention my teaser. <laughs> yes, about the missed opportunity. Uh, my yes. thoughts on the there is yes, yes. I'll say yes, yes. Question mark. Lauren nailed it. As it, Paul Dano crushed it, and he was amazing. And you know, no notes at all. Paul Dano, no notes. He yeah, it. he was excellent. Right. Um, but um, it was a little bit, a little bit derivative of the Joker. He thought there's Joker. That's the only thing. Like a couple mm-hmm. scenes where he's like filming himself and torturing the guy, and like that's just straight out of the Dark Knight. But hey, I'll forgive that because it was still a good scene. The one missed opportunity that I teased earlier that, yes. that I think yeah. that I think they missed is you have you know Bruce and uh, he's atoning for sort of the sins of his father. You have Selena and her father. Then you have the Riddler, and I was just waiting for them to drop this bomb. You have it. He's an orphan. Uh, you have Thomas Wayne got some guy killed. I thought that was going to be the Riddler's dad. I thought yeah. that would fit the script. Uh, I did too. We have the three main too. characters. All their dads are intertwined. Yeah. You know, all their dads are intertwined. They're all, they're all. I thought you were going to say their, something else. They're all damaged and products of their fathers. And it would have, <laughs> I thought it would have been a beautifully, uh, beautiful, like yeah. intertwining of all their characters. I don't know why I didn't do that. To be honest, the only thing I, I like that idea because it's all about daddy issues, mm-hmm. sort of idea, um, which isn't such a bad thing. I don't think that's bad. And Dude, I, I think the, that's the a, difference. It's difference between 
I have daddy issues, but I'm rich, so I turned out yeah. kind of okay. Or and I have daddy yes. issues, and I'm poor, and I had to be an orphan in the shitty yeah. orphanage that your dad said he was gonna make good, and I turned That's out as a fringe right. person who like you know is a menace to society, and like it it would have almost been more poetic if if that was the case, right? Because we were both orphans. Mm -hmm. The only difference is you're an orphan of a rich guy, and I'm the orphan of the guy that went to the state orphanage. And sure. our dads yeah. intertwined, and well, it was still was that, but if they intertwined yeah, the, exactly, the dads yeah. a bit more, it could have been even that much more. Powerful. The the only thing that that might have, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was an idea that they floated around. The only thing I'd be worried about with that is it would be another Batman v Superman. Like your mother has the same name as I. Like uh, it's just sort of that maybe. That that Maybe. plus Bruce Wayne probably be on the top of his hit list after that, right? Like, like yeah, right. Well, that's, Bruce that's Wayne true. was the one guy he didn't get, right? He's the one guy I didn't get. Right. But it all yeah. makes, it makes sense in the whole script of the thing. It does. It's, it's almost another, like it was in there. Like and they one of it, the right? standout moments for me was when. So I, that so okay. So I was just about to ask you guys about that. So, um, what did you you what did you think of the fact that it seems like he knows who he is? Oh. But he actually yeah. doesn't. So I, I, I'm of two minds of this. I, I, first of all, the acting of it, the scene itself is amazing. We've already said that, and that there's no question about that. And the way that he just like, no, 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 you know, like the way that he's sort of walking around the room and stuff is is excellent. But I don't know. I feel like if he actually knew, there'd be like an extra stake to this, and there would be more a more of a threat of him potentially breaking out of Arkham, you know? Wait, wait. So, he doesn't see, know. I, that was, I, I doesn't, was for the audience. That was for the audience. I loved that, that was though, an audience. that was Go another ahead. moment, like, similar to the Penguin sort of twist, where, you know, you think it's all coming to one conclusion, and like, it was kind of an eye-roll moment, and, and the couple times I had in this movie where it was kind of an eye-roll moment was almost immediately reversed with a, a twist that I didn't see coming. So I thought for sure... It was going to be, okay, yeah, he figured it out. And this was going to turn Batman on his head. But, like, you know, he's he's right there with the audience. He's, like, really worried that that's the case. And then... You can see little, it in his performance, too. Eh? Like, you can amazing. feel I loved he it. feels, which is great. Tension. Yeah. I loved it because there's that little line of dialogue. And it's like, you, at the same time he realizes, the audience realizes he does not know that yeah. it's Bruce. He thinks that they're both after the same thing. And like, that's just a great, like the fact that I, I think the reason why this film works as well as it does for me is because the villain, the ultimate villain, which is the Riddler is written in such a way where it's like, they both feel like they are des it, it, and, and it does play into the Joker thing you were saying, Mike, cause like it's that very nature of like, we're both necessary. We're both like sort of two sides of a coin but Batman has morals and values and he's willing to push it, but he will not cross that ultimate line no that, that Riddler yeah. will cross. And, yeah. you know, to some extent, Catwoman Cal will cross, but Riddler just has way more designs on how to do it. And um, mm -hmm. like, he's actually malicious about it. But I just think that the other thing that I thought power you were alluding to was, wouldn't it be great if, we found out Joker was his dad. <laughs> but but Wait, like, you thought he was going to say? Oh, well, I, I thought he was going to say that because that was honestly one of my least favorite scenes in the film when they yeah. when they had a conversation because it just oh, 
took exactly. too much away. And when you read about the production and you read about the fact that Matt Reeves had a, a deleted scene that we're probably going to see at some point where there was more to the Joker throughout the movie where he visited him in Arkham as a criminal he had already put away and mm. that he needed some insight into the criminal mind to help him catch Riddler would have been powerful, maybe, but the, 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 the element that we did get... I think would have worked better as a post-credit scene because it didn't really. Yeah, like, I don't think I it was want, necessary. I wanted yeah. Riddler to sit in that mess that he made and realize that, like, wow, Batman foiled my plan, and like, I'm not, that, and I'm that's not going to yeah. be this infamous guy that I wanted to be. Like, he's got ultimately up the mess. because ultimately, I think having the Joker there and having a conversation with Riddler, it's feeding that idea of I'm still this great villain that it's mm-hmm. going to become great like there's no reality check of like oh yeah I, i'm a piece of shit like you know what i mean so it's like because that's what it is like that was what the the power of the film was for me it was like how terrifying the riddler was because it could be anybody and it is real yeah. like it's like as much as i say gotham is like a fictional place that they created this world that seems like it's a, like a, a element of escapism there's a lot of reality thrown in like injected into this world. And it's like the, the idea that someone could kind of gather this following on the dark web and do something like this. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So that's why it, it really landed with me. So I, I didn't really need the whole Joker stuff. I maybe if it was a post credit scene, it would have felt like all right. I get what they're doing. But... Well, it feels like a post credit scene, but it's but it's yeah. with twenty minutes left in the movie. That's what's yeah. strange about it. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't. It, it kind of breaks the flow of what's of what's going on. I guess it sort of it bridges the gap of him sort of yeah. making his way to the action to the last and, action scene. But... And, and I'm not gonna like maybe Matt Reeves knows better than I do. If he's building this epic trilogy and he's got nine hours of story to tell, like hell Go yeah, like give yeah. it to me because Barry <laughs> Keown is gonna be Joker apparently. Like that's who yeah. they got to play this this cameo. So. Like he's a great actor and he's, yeah, he's yeah. a psychopath in his own right as an actor. So it's like, it's, <laughs> it, you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it it's going to be great. I just think that the way that they kind of shoehorned it in a little bit, it felt shoehorned yeah. in anyways. Yeah. I, I have a theory on the Riddler and him knowing, not knowing it was Batman. I, I don't think he knew obviously from the beginning, but I think maybe he started figuring it out, especially after, you know, they didn't get Bruce. Like, I, I feel like maybe he, he was starting to put dots and connect them together. And then I think he was testing him when he was interrogating him to see if he would break, to see if he could get some type of emotion from Batman to reveal that he was Bruce. So I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he didn't know or that he was maybe toying with Bruce slash Batman a little bit. That's how, like, especially after watching it a second time, like that's, that's the vibe I got is that because again, Paul Dano did such a great performance. Like you kind of, you get maybe the idea of, man, maybe he does know and he's just playing with them. Or maybe he really didn't know it was Bruce all along. Like, I think it was just so well. It could go both. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. Yeah. Like, cause I just, I just feel like that again, he was, he was a super smart guy. Like he even told, like, that's what I love about that scene as he told him, he's like, I don't have the brute strength like you do. I have my mind. And then he still figured out, you know, I love that line of, well, you're not as smart as I thought you were, because then 
I feel like he might've started realizing that I might, I, I am smarter than he is. Maybe I do know, maybe he is Bruce Wayne, but I can't prove it yet. And that's even kind of, I think a, there's a comic book run. I don't know if it is a long Halloween, long Halloween, but there is a comic book run where Riddler does get captured. And he tells, like, he kind of says to Batman, like, I know who you are, but Batman's like, well, if you know a secret, what's it worth though? Like, if you're going to spill it. So like that, like, I feel like that maybe is like a little bit of an homage to, to that, to that, but that's, again, that's my take, but that again, that's just the performance of both Robert and Paul. Like you felt that like, dude, yeah, he might know who Batman is and he's like struggling with the fact that this is all going to crumble for him. But then he doesn't know, he doesn't know that I am Batman or does he like, that's what I love. Cause yeah. again, with Riddler, you I don't even thought like, of that. That's great. Like with Riddler, you don't really know, right? Because he is kind of a smart guy. So, and of course, like that scene, I, I 100% agree. Like, I wish that was more of an end credit, like an actual end credit. I think that would have made more sense. Um, I agree. But I think I, we all agree on that, right? Like, it's yeah, it like, was shoehorned it was cool. in, in a way. Yeah, it was cool. Whatever. Like, it is what it is. But that's but it, again, right? That's as far as it goes. Yeah, like, it's cool. Right. But, eh. Yeah. And but now this, I, I, this story of this supposed deleted scene, like maybe it wouldn't have felt shoehorned in if we had another right. scene with Joker in the middle of the movie. Right, right, right. And of yeah. course we know they're going to get out of Arkham. Like, I mean, what is that in the comics in the animated series? I mean, people, what is Arkham other than a place to break yeah. out of? Like, <laughs> that's really what it is. Um, Ian, you mentioned that uh, um, a few minutes ago that the, the thing is about about this Riddler is that it could be anybody, right? And that's why it's it's extra chilling. And mm-hmm. w- with me and my wife talking about this, I think I think it was yesterday. Maybe she mentioned it, like we we're having having coffee in the morning or something. And she goes, "So the guy, the last guy who almost shoots Batman in the face while he's hanging off of the rafters, and eventually Catwoman helps him up, and then he just starts wailing on this guy." She asked, which is something I did not think about for almost 24 hours, was, is that a twin of the Riddler? Because it looks very much like Paul Dano. And when they arrest him, he has two IDs and they look exactly the same with two different names. And I was like, oh, maybe. sick. Very conspiracy, sure. I, I, you know, that's totally fine. But I was like, yeah, he. I, I remember thinking in the moment, oh, that really strangely looks like Paul Dano with a really messed up face. And and then she goes, and then he had two IDs because they ask explicitly, which one are you? Why would they? Why would they? Why would he have two IDs? There's there's no other indication that that's necessary through the movie. I understand mm-hmm. he's a criminal and he probably wants to sort of hide his tracks and whatever, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there's no other indication as to that reason. Maybe there is nothing to it whatsoever. But I found that fascinating when she said that to me because I was like, oh wow, that's okay, really, yeah, that, okay. I do like that a lot actually. But isn't the guy? I thought the guy that he does like punch the crap out of on the in the rafters. That was the same guy he as Bruce he ran into at the funeral, right? Like. When he was talking to him. Oh, did he pass him? Oh, the, yeah, I think, I think you might be right. Because oh, yeah, he looks back him. at him a couple times or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought, I could be wrong, but I thought that that was the same guy when he had that longer conversation with in the funeral, like when the guy was just talking to him. 
Right. And then, or if it's then, not, at the very least, you get the idea that that could have been one of the many exactly. minions. Right. So is, again, is he the, was he the guy that also said, I'm vengeance back to him? Because I thought, yeah. to me, yes. that it was the first guy that he beat up at the beginning of the movie. That's who I thought. Well, I thought I thought it was the guy in that funeral that, yeah, I thought it was the guy in the funeral that he talked to. And then that. That's, I never even made that connection. So I'm yeah. glad you He's brought that moment up because the I am vengeance moment is a great moment defining it's like yes. a defining moment yes. in the film right because it's okay. like what we're talking about this idea of riddler being anybody and anybody someone like catwoman anybody can become a vigilante to exact their own version of justice but mm-hmm. there's only one batman and you realize that like he himself realizes this in that moment because okay they're using my own mantra against me like mm-hmm. i can't be just about vengeance he has to become a symbol of hope in ways he has to be yeah. way more than just this fear force like yeah. yeah exactly it's just like that moment really brought it all together for me and that's why the the third act really does work in a lot of ways yep. for me yep. yeah um, and i th- and i think too the um uh, we're talking about how the trailer maybe gave away a couple of shots, you know, a little while ago. We're talking about like with, with the car chase scene that I am vengeance thing was such a big thing in the trailers over the last year. And I, and it has so much more weight in the movie. Like you were just saying that it actually makes the trailer. It, it feels like it's only a tease and it's like a one throwaway line, but it's actually not. Right. It's actually the point of the movie. And <laughs> I think that's, that's interesting. It's a very interesting way to cut the trailer. And it's a very interesting way to cut the movie really to, to make the movie. And I think that that's awesome. It's so interesting that that's how it turned out. And like in the same way, okay, Joker, it's an R rated movie, but like a lot of people get mixed messages off that movie. Like, Oh, what do you mean? Why are we glorifying this guy as a protagonist or a hero? We're not, that's not the point of the movie. The, Mm -hmm. like, in the same way that like you could take i am vengeance the wrong way it's it's that's exactly what's happening it's like everyone has their own interpretation of vengeance but batman is the only one to really be the hero for gotham the the hero that they need but not the one they deserve right now you know what i mean so (laughs) uh, i just wanted to mention one thing we all have love for i think we all have love for the dark knight i mean we've all professed our love for it so um it's funny i don't know if you guys ever got vibes re-watching this movie over and over but you know the bank manager played by a good actor named william fickner i always thought when the joker kind of puts the gas grenade in his mouth it goes what doesn't kill you makes you stranger i always fantasize that he would be like nolan's version of the riddler right that's that's kind of where i went with that and i think i've I've read that other people had that that thought as well so it's just it's this idea that like literally the riddler could be anybody maybe it's not you know what we know from the comics is canon but i, I do mm-hmm. think that it resonated in this film for sure this nice so kind of nice. like that's cool <laughs> yeah this... never thought of that um okay so before we before we wrap up uh we've we've have our overall thoughts we've sort of talked about sort of our i'll break down all the, all the characters i actually have an interesting question for you guys uh mike we'll start with you do you have a favorite shot in this movie or or couple mm-hmm. of shots because to me i guess i'll start to me it's the End of the movie, Batman with the flare, walking everybody through the water. Everything is dark. Everything is him being in the dark, the whole movie. Him being the darkness, the vengeance. And voiceover or not, in the the following moments after that, it's just such a cool shot of 
everybody now believing that he can be the good guy. He can do better. They can believe him in and all of this stuff and just leading them to safety. And I just, I love the, the fact that it's overhead. I love the fact that he's basically the head of the swarm of people that, that he's saving behind him. I just love that. Everything that came before it is great. Like we've said, but to me, that's the shot that stands out. Um, do you, do you have anything in particular, Mike? I think mine is the uh, Catwoman and Batman uh, silhouettes, like on top of the city. Oh, that's sort of, like, that's a sick one too. That, that to really me is one. is reading Batman comic books. That's one that seems to come up over and over. It seems to me like Matt Reeves did his homework and you know read oh, a lot yeah. of Batman comics and Catwoman comics and put those kind of shots in there, you know, as homages. So yeah, that that shot when I was watching it just stood out to me as like, yes, this is a Batwoman. Or a Batman, Catwoman comic book panel, right? So, yeah. For me, I mean, I give the trailer a lot of shit for giving some of the best moments away. Uh, literally, I, I think the moment of the car coming through the fire was the coolest shot that I, I can think of from, from this three-hour film. But I think every shot in this film feels like it deserves the screen time. It really does. Like, this whole thing, the cinematography is epic. The the score from Michael Giacchino is a oh. perfect compliment to the visuals. It's just like, it really is a work of art. Like it's not for everybody. I think that one of the things I wanted to mention comparing it to the dark Knight, we don't always have to compare to say one's better than the other. Like obviously they're both Batman films. So like inevitably we will talk about them uh, and which one we like better and rank them. However, uh, you know, the dark Knight, it's uh middle movie of a trilogy so we don't know what we what matt reeves has in store for his next film is it gonna be something that like i know dave you said the batman is probably ahead of the dark knight for you but a lot of people still feel the dark knight is like the sort of pinnacle we might be on our way to a better film than the dark knight we don't know but um i think where the dark knight kind of felt like an action film that contained batman that kind of reaches general audience i think this is very much a batman film that like you have to kind of be a fan to really appreciate like the magnitude of what Matt Reeves is going for with this thing. And like you, you get a lot more out of it if you're sort of steeped in the comic book world or the superhero world. And it's not necessarily a three hour film that's going to reach as wide an audience as something like the dark Knight would have. Well said. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, again, just like you said, it's, each shot was like worth its time. Like I don't, I really don't think they wasted any like shot that you're like, well, they could have probably took that out. Like they might have, they might have compact some of them to be maybe a little bit shorter. But like each frame, each shot was like worth, and it told a story in itself. Um, one that comes to mind to me is the one at, towards the end when you see Batman look up as you know as that girl is being lifted. Uh, from the top of the building and he's all like in mud and everything like that. It's just like a really kind of just like, it's just a great shot of him. Like in the light too, wasn't dark out at that time. So like, it was just a really cool shot of him. And then another one to me again is at the end when he's riding his motorcycle, he's looking back at Selena going the other direction. And then she goes over that hill and he can't see her anymore. And then his, you see his face kind of turned to look forward and that's when you can tell, like, he revs up the revs up the motorcycle. He starts vibrating more. So, like, then he becomes 
and is now back to like being that vengeance kind of like I have to protect the city. Like he's back full mode into Batman. And that just, that's one of my favorite shots too. Yeah. Well, they, they, they sort of, they go separate ways at the end there. It's funny because, because when he's on the bike like that, he's sort of looking down at the camera and it's kind of like the, I I thought for, for a split second, like, Oh, this is kind of corny. And then you realize, no, he's looking at the mirror at her going the other way. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is, that's great. That's a really yeah. nice touch. And it's something it's it's like he's he's always trying to prove something to her almost, it seems. Yes. yes. And he never really fully gets that chance. But they also work together. So it's not, you know, it's yeah. not absolutely necessary. But he's just like, oh, I, I feel like I may have missed this chance to go upstate, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's, but he's well, I guess she says he's going upstate. He's like, oh, I wish I could go upstate what too. State but it's Gotham, man. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I think there's, I mean, when you say Illinois, (laughs) when they say upstate to me, it's always New York, but that's just because we're really close to New York where we sit. So I don't know. Mm. Who knows? I, it's, it's a made up city. It could be anywhere. Well, that's, I I think that's just it. It's like any big, it's like Metropolis and Gotham. Like it's like, yeah, I think that there's a lot of connections to New York city, but it is really like DC. They define themselves by being their own world, not being like our world with heroes in it like they they define themselves by being their own i think they said it was like nine million people so i think it is very new york-esque i mean there's yeah it's an allegory for new york right that's we don't we we didn't chicago's much smaller than that yeah we didn't touch really on john turturro but i just want to mention that like the whole like selena kyle's backstory i really think it made it that much more important when that moment comes of like she wants to kill him for good. Batman, even though he, by anyone's standards, has more of a reason to kill this guy, <laughs> right? He really does. I mean, she she killed her, her girlfriend, sure. But this guy killed his parents and defined this guy's life for like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, yeah, like he has way more of a reason, but he shows that restraint. He shows the difference between, you know, vigilantism and heroism and, and then, um, you know, ultimately Penguin wants his moment to take him out, but it's it ends up being the Riddler. But I think John yeah. Turturro did a great job of being that kind of like the bad guy that you know, whereas Riddler's the bad guy you don't know. He's the bad guy you know. And he's the guy that like he is the rat at the end of the the, the story where he's the one that was like always manipulating things constantly. Well, the thing that you brought up earlier, Ian, that I thought was a good point, and I went to mention it, but just forgot is that you need it to be so you need gotham for batman to start to exist you need it to be like everyone's corrupt right because you need it to be like breakdown all the police most of the police are corrupt the dea's office is corrupt <laughs> all the politicians are corrupt or else like what's the point of batman you know what i mean if all the politicians are on board and the police are doing their job there's no reason for batman but in a city where you know law and order is corrupt and you know you can't trust anyone that's the city that needs batman so that thing yeah. that they nailed in this movie, like everything yeah. was wrong in the, in the city, you and, know? and then, that point, then it, it all went back to the renewal and his dad. And so they tied yeah. his dad, his origin story into it. So it was like just well written in, the, in that sense. To that point, Gotham needs a new DA. It'll be interesting to see if they can work Harvey Dent uh, into sense. this world. That makes sense going forward. My, that was my first thought. Yeah. Was put I in see, what do you guys want to see? next from the from a Matt Respect movie like what villain because I have an I have an idea but I want to hear from you guys first 
I mean, I think Harvey Dent would make the most sense, right? Okay. A new DA. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I know we just got a, you know, a iteration of that not too long ago from the Dark Knight, but I think in this world it would really make a lot more sense and be way more, I think, interesting if they went with Harvey, you know, Harvey Dent Two-Face next. Um you know, a lot of people are saying Calendar Man. I'm not too familiar with that. <laughs> uh, or, or Condiment Man. Yeah. yeah. So, well, like, Ketchup I mean, and I mean, mustard. He could be a minor <laughs> guy. but no. I think uh, he'll, he'll show up in like the Penguin series for sure. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be some shenanigans for sure. I, so, I think the thing is with, with Harvey Dent and, and Two-Face is in The Dark Knight, as, as great as that portrayal is in that movie, mm-hmm. and has, as well as they bounce off each other, like him and, him and uh, Joker, I think the problem with it is that his full arc happens within two and a half hours. Like right. he is the DA, then he's two faced and then he's dead. And it's just like, okay, I, I, that feels like they sort of threw him in there. It, it's still done. Well, it's there's, mm-hmm. there's not really much of a complaint there, but similarly to like, you kept, you kept saying a few times, Lauren about how this is very much an origin story for the villains, the next movie or series potentially, but let's say movie if Harvey Dent comes in and he ends up being basically what the penguin was in this movie mm-hmm. would be great because you don't overstay your welcome. You end up being sort of like a third character and you okay. sort of see how things are progressing slowly. Maybe you don't spend three hours, maybe spend two hours, whatever it might be. But I think that that actually makes complete sense if that's how they treat it. The next movie that comes along because you really appreciate the work that's being put into this character and then the third movie, it's his turn. You know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's. Exactly All right, I'll tell you my idea. I think Two-Face would be good, but it's been yeah. done. Been done a, a bunch. <laughs> what I want to see. The same thing as me. <laughs> court, court of Owls. Right, Ian? Uh, yes. Court yes. of yes. Owls. Yes. Yeah. That's yes, what we, Michael. Yeah. Has yet to be done in the yeah. movies. That fits into the rotten, dirty Gotham. Yep. It kind of, mm-hmm. you're right. It, it evolves from exactly yeah. what we got in this film yeah. for sure. I think um, and that that's a great be, choice, that but that wasn't it, yeah. my choice. All right, let's hear it. What do you got? <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say, let's, you know, we, we got sort of the grounded first film, you know, we compare you like, again, people are comparing this to the dark Knight, but really they should be comparing to Batman begins. Okay. Batman begins had an origin yeah. for Bruce Wayne and everything. We don't need that again. We got something completely different year two. Great. But like we're building a trilogy. I think we we have a little wiggle room now. We've established the world. We can get a little crazier with our villains. And it'd be interesting to see Matt Reeves' version of I'll be that guy, Mr. Freeze. I think Mr. Freeze talked about absolutely it. has a place in Batman lore. And all we have is one of my favorite action heroes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but one of the worst portrayals <laughs> of a Batman villain. In history, <laughs> take these two and call me in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, I do. I, 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 that would be cool, Ian. But I, he, Matt, I think Matt Reeves have said like there's gonna be no superpowers in my. He's too goofy, Batman, right? Batman movies. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah but but, but it, it could be rooted so. in tech. It might not be like a supernatural thing. Like it could be, right. it could Mr. be like, like Gotham is yeah. flooded now. Uh, what? How to make that worse? You start freezing all the wet water world that the Gotham is about. The wet water as opposed to the dry water? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said wet water world. Water oh, world. Okay, water world. Like oh, Kevin Costner oh, in water gonna, world. Costner's going to come back as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> That's right. That's a good casting, actually. Oh, <laughs> it would be kind of good. <laughs> you would be the old guy that lost his wife? Like, it's perfect. 
I don't know if I need to see like Bane or Poison Ivy or well, anyone who's seen already. Like... Bane, because I still don't think, I still don't think legitimate Bane has been done on the big screen. Bane is no. Not, if you Mike, you said, you said Clayface, and then now you say Bane. The two best Clayface and Banes are happening in the Harley in the Quinn animated show. series. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the the classic animated series. No, I think actually they're they're topped in the Harley Quinn this show. This series they're is better than the hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Now speaking of Bane, now a lot of people are saying that we might be heading towards that way because of when he like injected himself, Batman, of that vial. It was green. Right. Oh, we didn't even mention like, that. That was green. sick. Yeah. So, like, people right. are saying maybe that that kind of technology or whatever is out is there. There is definitely maybe room for Bane because the way that Bane yeah. is written in the comics has not yet really been shown on screen. He's actually like, right. it's different. He's not just like a muscle head in the comics. He's like a super right. smart. He doesn't need the serum. Right. He just it gives him right. a little edge, right? And I don't know that could be done. Anyways, I know we're going long, but that, that I just want I would to- love. I think I would love the Court of Owls because I think maybe yes. you could do some really fun stuff and maybe even again bring in. His family, even the Waynes, maybe they mm-hmm. are connected to the Court of Owls in some way, shape, or form. Like that would be, I think that would be a really, I think that would be a good next. And, maybe and it hasn't been done before, which is like right. Where I think, I think, well, it's pretty new, right? Like it's only yeah. what 10, 10 years old or something. Not even like it's, it's still pretty fresh. But it's around. hard to find a Batman villain at this point that hasn't been done in a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're. Yeah. You're yeah. sort of digging deep now, so Calendar Man. I know Calendar Man. I, Calendar remember, Man I can't remember who I was thinking to, but like there was, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's easy true. to forget that movie. So <laughs> one of the first one, yeah. the first one anyway. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, I th- thank you guys for for an indul- I guess I was going to say indulging me, but indulging each other in this. Uh, uh, awesome discussion of, of an awesome movie. So um, that was awesome for sure. Yeah. Before before yeah. we go, Lauren, where can everybody follow your great work? Because I completely forgot to give you the chance at the beginning of the episode because <laughs> that's that's the kind of host that I am. So that's that's how I am. You're Lauren, fine. go ahead. <laughs> no, again, thanks for letting me jump in this time and not actually inviting myself here. Um, no, thanks again. This is such fun. I love talking to to you three a lot. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Loro Knows. You can follow my two podcasts, the Galactic Podcast on Twitter at the Galactic Pod. You can follow the Geek Broadcast at Geek Broads Pod on Twitter, and both of them can be found on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. Uh, go check us out, man. We uh, we have some fun discussions over there. It's okay, Lauren. Our loyal listeners stick with us to the end of the two-hour run. They will know exactly where to find you. That's true. They will. They will for sure. All right, Mike. Then where does everyone find our stuff, Mike? Uh, so we are at Day Back In, uh, basically every social media platform, and the podcast is called Back In My Day, and find it on podcast app of choice. All right. We have um, the rest of the Batman movies coming up. We're going to sort of go through the Tim Burton movies and the Schumacher movies. We'll consider going through the other three, but we're going to go back to the 90s. We're coming up on um, on 30 years as well on some of these Batman movies, which is just insane. So it's perfect timing for us. We're breaking down a bunch of 1997 topics, movies, and releases. So perfect timing. For all of this and uh until Dang, that your time... favorite batman film came out in 97 be real <laughs> <laughs> batman and robin baby 
Oh, we'll get to that. After rewatch Chris O'Donnell in Spandex. Yeah, honestly, I I have to rewatch those three movies because it's been twenty years probably since I've seen them. I, I we'll talk about it when we get there, but I'm pretty sure I saw each one of those in the theater. There's some of my earliest memories going to the movie theater. So um, it's Batman, it's superheroes. We're going to break them all down. We'll start with Tim Burton movies and then we'll move on to those and we'll have a lot of fun with that. So you can look forward to those episodes until that time. Thank you everyone for joining us. We'll see you next time.